BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh my God, I got the same shirt on. That's embarrassing. I'm wearing the same damn shirt that I wore yesterday. Holy shit. It is the 27th of August, 2021. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Get off your phone, sir. Yes, hello. Sean Gotti with you once again from Raleigh, North Carolina. And you know what? There's a million other things I'd rather be doing right now. But here I am, listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. So without further ado, here he is, the one, the only, thank God, Eric Zane. What's going on? Yeah, I woke up this morning. Woke up this morning. Got yourself a gun. Uh, and I, my damn clothes that I wore yesterday, this is how I operate. This is how it's been for nearly three years. Get up, pick up the clothes from the day before, put them on. Scratch ass podcast. That's it. That's all it's been. And uh, then, uh, like, I have to remind myself, ah, you might want to change your underwear. You, you might want to change your shirt because you kind of look like a slob. And occasionally, I get too wrapped up with uh <laughs> Megan, did you just change your dirty shirt? Yeah, I did. I sure did. <laughs> okay. So uh yes, it is a uh, a wonderful uh Friday. It's gonna be hot as balls again here in uh, lovely West Michigan. It's just swampy. You know, oh god, it's just uh this ridiculous level of gross humidity and um and, and, and heat, the uh, heat indexes up around 100 degrees. Oh, look at Bruce actually laying on his back with all four paws in the air. Uh, Jesus, it's so bad. I mean, my God, you go outside and the, uh, and the mosquitoes love this. Okay. They you, typically, they would uh, come out uh, at, at nightfall or, or the, you know, 
And uh, no, uh, they're out all the time now. And taking the dogs out to this little kennel that we have for them to go in is like a bad idea. I have to spray the dogs down with like uh, insect repellent because I'm afraid they're going to get the shit bitten out of them. And even when I go out there, it's like, wow, an unbelievable uh, amount of mosquitoes just start chewing on me. And I'm like, oh, God, get them away because... Uh, legendary newsman, wonderful human being, the late great Barton Dieters passed from a mosquito biting him. Uh, from Wood TV 8, Barton Dieters a year ago got bitten by a mosquito. And, well, you know, uh, one mosquito, he ended up getting West Nile virus, and then it knocked him out, and he fought and fought and fought, lost all of his uh, uh, ability to move, couldn't even speak, the poor guy. And then ended up uh, overtaking him, sadly. My God. So that's like every time I go outside and I see a mosquito, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. My God. Uh, I'm, I'm more concerned. That's more scary than COVID to me. Okay. Because you can actually see the guy uh, dive bombing you. Kamikaze action. And you know that that thing could be carrying a deadly disease. So Jesus. Uh, avoid the mosquitoes for crying out loud. It was uh, a day yesterday where, it, you know, it's it's kind of like bittersweet because uh, uh, Madison is going off to school today. Today is the day that, you know, pack up her stuff, boom, gone. So this was her last night in the house. We are almost empty nesters. If we had not picked up the NFK just over one year ago, it would be I mean, seriously, no one in this home except us. I mean, technically, uh, I've talked about this before. I don't consider them empty, uh, completely gone until they're out with uh, an adult job and no chance of coming back home. And what a lot of these young people do is they may like, uh, uh, you know, in that transitionary period, come back for a few months, you know, and then they, and then slowly but surely, the uh, amount of time that they spend away from the household is uh, is longer and longer. And uh, you know, I don't know, I I just can't get over it. I can't get over that. Um, I mean, time moves so fast. It seems just uh, not uh, very very nostalgic. Uh, thinking back to, oh my God, I I remember when I first became a dad. It doesn't seem like it was so many years ago, but. Holy shit, here we go. It's enough to make uh, your old pal Eric Zane panic. You know, this is the type of stuff that makes you, like, start going to church. When you start realizing there is an end to this. We all have that in common. We don't like to think about it. So what you do is when you get older, you start, like, uh, nuzzling up to God. And you're like, hey, (laughs) man, you know. About that uh, first 50 years of uh, not coming to see you and, uh, you know, that whole do your will thing, I haven't done anything of that. So I I figured out the last, uh, you know, the back half of the life, maybe the last third quarter, 10 months, uh, how you doing? In hopes that uh, we will have that salvation. Oh, my God. But uh, whatever. I completely digress. The uh, ADHD today is just ridiculous as it always is and i am so happy that i have that so freaking happy 
Uh, we received a gift at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. And you know what's uh, it's crazy because I've been talking about this all week. I, I need to bring the queen of the forest in here for this. Because she could not believe it. I was I was serious about this. I was so worried about this. Imagine that, me being worried about something. Uh, she has the day off today. Her first week at her new job, she worked uh, long hours Monday through Thursday so that she could get today off, today off to uh, get Madison off to uh, college with me. Hello. Hi, good morning. Uh, this is your husband, Eric, and I'm podcasting, if you couldn't, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that. How's it going uh, home from work? Good. You had a, a uh, little... you had a, uh, a, a, a solid week at work? I did, yes. Do you remember a week, a week ago? It was one week ago that you came storming in here uh, in a panic attack. Yeah. I actually talked about that on the show, but uh, you think that, that that that's all good now? I mean, there's there's no real concerns, right? No, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it seems to me like you've taken to this job um, where you are a, uh, how, what would you describe yourself as, a coordinator or a, uh, what what is the actual name of the position? Name of the position is foster care specialist. Okay, so you're the person who uh, physically um, goes to homes where foster moms and dads have little ones in them, and then you would uh, get the child and then reunite them for supervised visits with uh, biological moms and dads, yes? Yeah, that's a, just a very minor part of the job. Yeah, yeah. minor part of it. But that's that's kind of what it was. So, yeah, I think you're going to do awesome at this job i think so too it's just a lot the, that part is easy peasy it's all the paperwork and the court stuff and all that that gets a little wow crazy but all right well that is uh are you mowing the lawn there what's uh what's going on i took a sip of my coffee you did you did huh it sounded uh, like a like a something terrible was happening to you jesus it's always very uh very obnoxiously loud in the background whenever we bring you into the podcast. I apologize. I just needed a sip. Okay. Um, so we, I wanted to go over the story of, um, we got back from seeing Jackie again yesterday and, um, you said, Hey, there's a package here for you. Yeah. You, you said that to me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, I guess I didn't really know who it was because it just had her last name on it, but I just figured it was probably something. Okay. Now it turns out it was a package of, um, what are those things called? Gems? No. Um, crystals, crystals. Uh, one of our beloved audience members slash friends, Terry and his better half Beth, uh, do that. They actually collect crystals from all different corners of the globe. And they compiled a a large amount of them and sent them to Madison as a gift. And they even labeled each individual crystal, like where it's found, what it is. It was all really, really awesome. 
Yeah, it was awesome. She was she was beside herself. She yeah. couldn't believe it. She was, was very, very happy. Yes, it was now. But when the package arrives, it says fragile, and then it says open this end. Uh, I yeah. was I was very – how would you describe me <laughs> when, when the package was seen by me and you said, hey, there's a package here. Open it. You, you go, hmm. You're kind of like rubbing your chin and kind of pondering like, I'm not sure about this. And then you're kind of feeling it and you're kind of looking at it. And then you go over to start opening it with a, with the knife yeah. to, um, you know, to cut the tape or whatever. And yeah. then you go, you might want to stand back. <laughs> Okay. You go, this could be a bomb. I'm just watching that Unabomber documentary. <laughs> it was in the back of my head, man, the whole time. I was serious. I was like, what if this is a bomb? This is it. And I actually said, you might want to back up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, much to my relief. Now, what was that bracelet again? What is it called? A unity bracelet or uh, a voodoo bracelet or something? What is it? I can't remember what the bracelet was called, but I think that was made of crystals of some sort or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. But man, holy cow! She yeah. was uh, she was on she, cloud nine. She was on cloud nine, and it came. It was perfect timing because she was a little bit down last night because she was saying, you know, she had said goodbye to a few of her friends that were leaving off to college too. So yeah, and I I was like, well, it's not like you're never going to see these people again. It's it's no big deal. They're right. they're an hour away. Just exactly. go see them. You got a car. I mean, my God. You know, we got a couple going to Grand Valley, a couple going to Michigan State. That's like the furthest they're going yeah. of, of her friends. It's like, that's nothing. Um, now, I always have to keep in mind, I always have to remind her that, you know. Yeah. You know, her, Just don't her, let them get away from you. Call them. Uh, go visit them. Right. Like, and it could be worse. Like, you know, Sherry Bell, all her kids went. Yeah. I shouldn't have said her last name, but uh, miles right. and miles away. Well, you didn't say anything. You didn't say Sherry Velt does porno. You just said, uh, her... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, what like you said was her kids went to another towns. Yeah, one went to New York, one went to you know yeah. Baltimore, one right. went to wherever Brown is. Where is Brown? Brown University. I don't know where Brown is. It might be New York. Doesn't matter. No, Brown is not in New York. Brown is like I think Boston, isn't it? Brown University is in. Now I got to know, where is Brown University? Providence, Rhode mm. Island. That's right. I was going to I always forget that. She always tells me that I forget. Uh, all right. So um, what, let me ask you this. Um, does, does she think, because she has said, because each of these um, crystals, uh-huh. it says there's like properties to it. It's like... Uh, they like make you strong, or what? What are they? I I think the bracelet she got is has is supposed to have like a calming effect. Is there a dump truck backing up? <laughs> Was that a uh, some type of heavy equipment moving? <laughs> <laughs> What? Is the garbage man here again? No, that's the microwave. <laughs> again, you can't sit still. It's all. It's, I, it's not me. Uh-huh. I'm sitting in my chair. Okay, there's there's some uh, uh, there's a feast being prepared. <laughs> 
Yes. All right. I'm, I'm done. Anyway. Yeah. I got, I, I'm completely distracted now. I can't, I can't even think straight. Okay. Well, I will talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. Okay, See ya. You. Yep. Okay. Bye. 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 Queen of the forest. Again. Making her presence known. Holy shit. What a fun life I have. Fun life. Fun wife. I am lucky. So thank you to Terry and Beth. And, you know, it's really remarkable when you think about it because these crystals, um, this, okay, they cannot be overlooked. The same, you cannot uh, go, yeah, whatever, the rocks. You can't because... Here's what you have here. This, to me, is as wondrous as anything in the universe. And you're like, wait, that sounds like a big overstatement. No, you got to understand. A lot of these are, uh, you know, the way they were formed and how they, uh, with pressure and time and whatever their makeup is on a geological uh, uh, microscopic level, that's all very, very cool. And the fact that individually they all have to be formed and created and they're harvested out of the earth and I mean, it's almost like a snapshot into the past. It's really amazing. Uh, now, I, I don't know if I can go down the road of uh, saying that they give me superpowers, but uh, whatever. Okay. If it makes her happy, I don't care. Uh, they, they even sent um, bunch, like a big bundle of sage and like, uh, like wood, and I think you're supposed to burn it or something. I'm not really sure what's going on there. But how about that Terry and Beth get uh, high marks from Madison. I even recorded the video of her um, uh, opening it and sent it off to Terry. So, well done. You may have heard that uh, beeping noise. Uh, That was the NFK preparing today's lunch. That was what we've talked about many times, where at about this time, he will get the uh, uh, frozen food out of the freezer and then rather than at lunchtime heating it up and going and eating it and i've just found out that there was there's an extra step added to this it already was crazy enough that he would at this time heat that thing up in the microwave and then dump the contents of it uh two-thirds of it into a tupperware the last third winds up on my counter where it dries and i have to clean and then uh with his hands coated uh, you know, with juice, like, you know, all the way up to his elbow, like he had just inseminated a cow. Uh, he then grabs my refrigerator door handle and puts a sheen all on that and puts the shit in the fridge, uh, wipes it on his, wipes his hands on his pants, goes and sits down and watches TV. I found out that there is an extra step, uh, that I, I wasn't aware of because I'm always here. And what he does is he waits till there's no one in the kitchen so that they don't see, so that nobody can see him making the shit. I don't know why. He's very conscientious of it. I think he probably knows I'm talking about him. But uh, um, when we were on vacation, Jacqueline and Justin, her uh, fantastic boyfriend, were here, staying here, uh, take care of the dog, stuff like that. Well, Justin was working from the kitchen table for his job. And I guess, like, in an hour, 
At about 9.30 every morning, he would then go into the fridge and get what he had heated up and then take the lid off of it and then season it. Now, you got to understand, this is already loaded in sodium. And I don't know how this guy has blood pressure that's like 110 over 60. He's got the blood pressure of like a world-class athlete. And uh, so he takes this loaded in sodium food, and then he just goes bananas with the salt, then the pepper, and then the celery salt, which is salt with some celery in it, and puts that on there. And it is unbelievably salty and then puts the lid back on it. This is step number two in the process and then puts it back in the fridge, leaves all the salt droppings on the fucking countertop for me to clean up. And then uh, there's usually those big fingerprints with uh, a hungry man, uh, gravy jizz that was on his thumb on the salt and pepper shaker and the celery salt shaker, which I have to clean up. I mean, it is a, it, this guy, it would be so easy to follow him if he uh, broke into someone's home and then uh, made off with something. You would just follow the tracks of uh, uh, droppings like are in my kitchen to wherever he's, he's hiding out. It's that ridiculous. So th- this is all part of that uh, obsessive compulsiveness that is on display. And it, it's kind of like he's fallen into these routines. It wasn't like that when he started here. He's created his own uh, methodology, if you will, while living here. And for God's sake, if you say, hey, I'm leaving, and then you walk out of the house, and then he gets up to come do more chores like this of weirdo things, and then if you realize you forgot your keys and you walk back in, he's already up and taking a few steps towards the kitchen for more work to do. When he sees you come back in, he stops, turns around, and goes back and sits down. Swear to God. Incredible. Oh, my God. So welcome into a Friday version of the Eric Saint Show podcast. As always, this is from the uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware uh, Fear Bunker Studio. If you are watching on Facebook, it is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Please like it. Please share it. Off you go. YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube, brought to you by MyPolicyShop.com. Get insurance at BuyInsuranceHere.com with Frank Fuss. Thank you, Frank. YouTube, uh, subscribe to the page, bell notification, thumbs up, please, if you are on that. All right? Not to mention uh, Blue Frost IT, a Periscope video on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Please retweet it with a snarky comment. And download the show wherever you download podcasts, wherever it may be, or just go to ericsinshow.com. Rob is in attendance, and he says the Kent County Commission meeting. It was awesome. All right. I am going to uh, dissect that one uh, later on today, but I am still consuming the Ottawa County Commission meeting, where six hours of actually closer to seven uh, hours of public uh, comment were heard by the uh, citizens. And that happened in Ottawa County yesterday. I heard from uh, the multi-talented Megan at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid that it was an absolute shit show. And I cannot wait to see that. 
and I, I think I, uh, I think it, it's um, uh, very, very important to, um, to bring up on those county commission meetings where these pissed off people are screaming at the county commissioners over the masks that the county commission is powerless. They, they have nothing to do with this. This is uh, brought on by the county health departments who uh, say, yes, your children in and around here. I don't know if it's like that where you live, but uh, it's, it's amazing. That, that's what brought us uh, uh, Dan uh, uh, Vander Dutch yesterday, the guy screaming and yelling at the, um, at the county commission um, that, you know, they, they're, they're, they're saying, oh, my God, we want to unmask our kids, and they're, they're screaming at them, and these people have nothing to do with it. But it has just provided a uh, a, a a wealth a wealth of uh, of amazing content. And um, okay, that guy yesterday who threatened the county commission, it's coming. Bad things are coming. Good things are getting ready to do. Good people are getting ready to do bad things. I'm not really threatening you, but it's coming. That asshole. Okay. I described him on my uh, uh, Facebook post as local maniac loses mind or something like that. And then that led to a Facebook fight, Facebook fight. You are wrong and I am right. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was all about it, man. Um, you can't tell me that that guy is not crazy. All right. He absolutely was a lunatic. Local maniac loses mind, threatens county commission over masks. And again, they have nothing to do with it. And that brought out all of the wackos. And uh, 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 most of the comments, thank God, I'm getting to a point where I have uh, been able to uh, weed out most of the lunatics. Okay, they're, they're, they're just not following anymore, which means that I'm getting uh, a little less interaction with the crazies. There's just not nearly as many crazy people um, that are that are that are following the show anymore, and that's a little bit disheartening. So this guy threatens people that did not make the decision. That's all that this is about. Threatens them, and. Um, Matt Hubbard. Matt is the owner of Best Bark and Stone, who I kind of hated already because he was all about being on this podcast. And then I think something I said made him hate me. So that means, well, fuck it. I hate you too. And uh, then um, every time I would reach out to him prior to knowing that he hated me, uh, he would, he would just ghost me, ignore me. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Hubbard writes, good for him. Make a stand. If you want to put your kid in a mask, go ahead. If you want to keep your kid unmasked, go ahead. And I wrote Matt, good for him. Jesus, you're an embarrassment. And he's kind of gutless. Uh, and then everybody kind of beat the shit out of him. And, uh, he, uh, he was gone. He, he, uh, he has never said anything back to me. He's kind of a pussy, I think. But I guess my big problem with this is the taking the run at these people who have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. 
if I'm the county commission, I don't take that shit. I, th- that meeting's going to be 12 hours because every time one of these stupid dicks or these dumbass whores makes a fucking loudmouth comment like that, I'm going, oh, you're done? All right, now it's my turn to respond, asshole. That's what you're going to get. Case in point, uh, this again is from Tuesday's Ottawa County Commission meeting. Uh, I know I've said it many times, but it bears repeating. These people did not make the decision to mask your uh, children. Okay? They had nothing to do with it. But these idiots think that this is my time to stand up. And this crazy bitch, Ashton Foreman, is a teacher. And what's interesting about this is that, um, let's see, I didn't even know about this. This lunatic until um, uh, one of the audience members, sweet lady, who I'll, I don't want to say her name. Uh, she reached out to me and um, if you want more crazy, check out this stellar unity teacher. I don't know. I don't know what unity is that unity Christian in Ottawa County. I have no idea. Uh, and then, um, so I watched it and I'm going to play it for you right now. She's on fire. Um, let's see. I pointed it out. She says, um, that there there wasn't much, much, uh, further, further discussion after that. Uh, Other than she said, um, that she sent a letter off to the school or something like that. Um, she's wearing a striped dress. If that helps, her name is Ashton. I have emailed Unity High School about her. I don't know if that's going to matter. I mean, she's just expressing herself. She's completely misguided. But listen to Ashton Foreman. Uh, same exact spot as uh, Dave Vanderdutch, who, by the way, his real name is Doug, I found out. His name is not Dave. He changed it. I don't know why. Uh, when he went up there and was threatening the Ottawa County Commission. Ashton Foreman marches up there. And one of the things she parks on that she's not happy about is some of the members of the commission have been there for seven hours. And there, a couple of them have looked at their phones, the commissioners. You can't see them. You can just see Ashton, who kind of looks like she's got a pretty nice body, actually. She's kind of a, she's kind of a babe. And so I was a little turned on by her uh, aggressiveness here. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, so Ashton is there standing, and she's upset and screaming and yelling and pissed off that uh, people are looking at their phones. Here we go. I give you Unity teacher Ashton Foreman. Oh, sorry. The uh, buzzer you hear going off, each person gets two minutes. And as soon as that thing goes off, that time is up, you must stop. Sorry. Hello, my name is Ashton. One more thing. It's going off for the previous guy. Now I'm done, I swear. Hello, my name is Ashton Foreman, and I am a teacher in Ottawa County. When my students are on their phones in my classroom, I tell them it's a middle finger to me. Put your phones down and listen to what we have to say. Okay. Let me just start with that. What you have here, that's old school. If she's a, that much of a ball breaker to the students and gets that pissed off, I am all for that. I think that is amazing because I think we need more teachers being that that type of like uh, 
That type of a hard ass. Holy shit. Are on their phones in my classroom. I tell them it's a middle finger to me. Put your phones down and listen to what we have to say. I will start by saying that everyone has picked their sides on this and no one is moving. No matter what is said today. She should there then say, so I am leaving. So, so she knows full well this is all going to fall on deaf ears. What she, I don't even think she's aware that the people she's talking to have nothing to do with the decision to mask up her, her kid. That being said, please let us be responsible for our own children. I could get doctors up here that literally say the opposite of what your doctors have said. I am my child's parent, not you. How dare you think otherwise? How dare you think you know what is best for my children? You can't possibly know every child and their needs. That's why there are parents. Get off your phone, sir. Okay. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm out. The um, smoothness at which she is letting everybody have it and then pounds the mad fist and says, get off your phone, sir. The guy looks up at her like he's just, you know, like deer in the headlights. And she goes, oh, my goodness. It is awesome. You can't possibly know every child and their needs. That's why there are parents. Get off your phone, sir. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Do you know how hard it is to get a medical exemption? I called 14 doctors dozens of times. All of them said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I cannot get you one. My license will be revoked. Okay, so she's trying to get a medical exemption for her kid that doesn't need a medical exemption, no doubt. And uh, she's, she's called 14 doctors dozens of times. Think about the amount of time this crazy bitch has spent uh, 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 because the, the fucking brats got to wear a mask. Who gives a shit? Just take that time and go fucking fix up your yard or some shit, you fucking loudmouth. You said earlier you were going to follow the legislature, but now that they're not on your side, you're not going to follow them anymore? You said this is not Nazi Germany, but how did that start? By people. Okay, I want you to pay special attention to the... And by the way, every one of these fucking patriots has uh, has gone back to Nazi Germany. That that's that's the what's that called? Uh, Godwin's uh, challenge, Godwin's uh, theory, or Godwin? What is it fucking called? Uh, Godwin's um, I don't know what it is. Got something to do with this? Some guy named Godwin, I guess. Anyway, all right. Now I gotta check. Chris says, and I want my scalps. What, uh, what, what, was, what movie was that? Now, now I'm, uh, it's all piling up in my brain. Uh, Reservoir, uh, no. I want my scalps. It's a Tarantino movie. Fuck. With, uh, uh, Brad Pitt played um, uh, Aldo Rain. The, fuck. Okay, Godwin's Law, and not Godwin's Hardware and Plumbing. It's Godwin's Law. Now, what's the movie? I want my scalps. Oh, that is it. Aldo Rain and Glorious Bastard. Shit. Fuck. I got to watch that now. Bear Jew. Where's Bear Jew? Remember that? Oh, God. One of the greatest movies ever. I love that movie so much. Okay. So she's going Godwin's Law. Now, I want you to pay special attention to 
how she um how she details this is her nazi moment okay dozens of times all of them said by the way she's got a hot voice i i'm telling you i have a moderate boner over this chick right now i'm sorry ma'am i cannot get you one my license will be revoked man if i'm her husband i say look i totally want you to get mad at me and um rip my clothes off and uh put something in my butthole and then uh sit on my face and all the while, you must be screaming at me that whole time. Get off your phone, sir. That's what you have to do. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Get off your phone, sir. Kate says, that's a hot voice. Boy. Okay. Let me continue on with this lunatic. You said earlier you were going to follow the legislature. But now that they're not on your side, you're not going to follow them anymore? You said this is not Nazi Germany, but how did that start by people not standing up? Okay. Ashton, the teacher's assessment of how the Holocaust started is because the Jews wouldn't stand up. I think you might want to run that by, you know, some of the Jews and the Polacks and the Hungarians and uh, and the Russians, whatever, who uh, who, you know, uh, who were thrown in concentration. It's all your fucking fault. You didn't stand up. Uh, uh, Ashton Foreman says the reason why the Holocaust started is because the victims did not stand up for themselves. So she is not going to be like those uh, weak Jews. Good one, Ashton, you stupid whore. Legislature. But now that they're not on your side, you're not going to follow them anymore? You said this is not Nazi Germany. But how did that start? Okay. So because the health department is interested in your kids staying alive and your and, and the kids grandpa staying alive you've gone down the road of Nazi Germany. Okay, got it. But people not standing up. Please modify this. You say you can't, but that can't be true because that's what Allegan County and Barry County and Kent County have done. I don't think this so. This was decided by non-elected officials. This is not America. We have heard your lies before and we are not buying it. <laughs> Do you know how many times you've touched your mask, sir? You- I'd say, yeah, the same amount of time I've touched my dick. Shut up. And on the screens. Over a hundred times. That mask is worthless. And then all the patriots that are in the other room watching the live stream, they're like, yeah, shit, yeah, go get him, Ashton, yeah. Get off your phone, sir. Kick his ass. You've been on the screens over a hundred times. That mask is worthless. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I I would. uh... Sherry Wobecki. I would, uh, and then they, they, the, the, um, the person who's moderating just calls on the next lunatic. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tolerate it. It, it would result in like uh, one of those scenes where there's a big fight because I'd be sitting there going, "Fuck you, go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. You stupid whore." That's all I would do. I would be, I would be nonstop. That's all I would do. I cannot tolerate these people. Oh my goodness. Still sounds hot to me. I don't know why. So there you go. That's uh, that's that's the day and the age we live in. Again, they are taking that out on people who have nothing to do with it. Seven hours of that. Every single one of those county commissioners needs 
a raise. You need a raise. I am so sorry that you have to endure so many stupid, stupid people. Oh, my God. Kate says, dude, that is not hot. Get off your phone, sir. No, I kind of like it. Oh, my goodness. I think we're discovering a new fetish here uh, at age 51 that I think I would like to be dominated. I think if, a, if like, Diana came in here uh, dressed in the leather, uh, wearing a mask, like with a pair of brass knuckles and then like slugged me and screamed at me and said, get hard. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. You know why? Cause my daughter listens to these shows. Okay. Every single second of these shows now, now that she's working a job that she can, uh, that she's like up and around. I don't know why she couldn't listen before. I don't know, but uh, listen, you need to know something, Jacqueline. We will never ever discuss any of this if you ever bring it up you're out of the will okay and not that there's going to be anything there for you but there is no discussion of any of this sexy talk none it doesn't happen don't ever bring it up (laughs) amanda says that's some american horror story shit your shit opinions are usually dominated by your fans does that count Terry, what's up? I don't know if you're just getting in here, Terry. But again, I spoke at length, and uh, you might have missed it. I don't know uh, about the amazing thing that you purchased or purchased or or, uh, gathered up and sent along for my lovely daughter, Madison. That was so sweet of you guys. Very, very cool. Love it. Hopefully you got that video. Did you get that video I sent? Uh, Patriot Nick says, Eric wants stilettos to the balls. Nah, no, nothing like that. It can't be that intense. It can't be like hurting me. Come on. Uh, another Terry writes, I'm a little behind. I just heard you and the queen of the forest talking about Brown University. Free beer and hot wings were talking about Brown University the other day. Free beer's joke. Quote, yeah, they used to be known as the brown poops. Uh-huh. No. That didn't that didn't really happen. They used to be <laughs> uh well, uh I I you know, I didn't hear it with my own ears. I'd have to take your word for it, but um I guess the question is, what was the follow-up? Was did anybody beat him up over it? I think that's the uh, the more important thing. Pay attention to that part of it. If nobody said, uh, "Wait, what?" and then had, oh, I don't know, about a forty-five minute beat-up session, um, getting him because that's how. We would have done it back in the day when it wasn't 800 people on the show uh, and we were all married. Uh, I, I I would then proceed to uh, murder him and, uh, and I would get him so angry by design. The goal, the goal was to get him 
furious until he bursts. And that poor son of a bitch had to live with that for years, that type of abuse. And my God, oh, so fantastic. One of uh, one of the I am most proud of those moments. That was always the goal. Incredible. Kent says, "Give free beer a break." That joke was aimed at his kids. Well, I, I'm confused now. I'm just I'm just con- I'm just totally confused. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Jason asked the question. The issue is, at what point do we allow the state government to overtake parental rights and personal freedoms? I don't think anybody is. I, I don't think that that isn't the case. I think uh, the the uh, health department is. I, I, I guess that's government, but not exactly like I mean, you. you I, I think maybe that's what we want to say here, because the, the, the county has nothing to do with it. This is uh, mandated by the health department. I, I think that there's a little bit more. It's not as simple as just saying it's the government shutting everybody down. Uh, there's a lot of uh, intricacies in that. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, perhaps you're as thick as she is and doesn't understand that this has nothing to do with the county commission. I would assume you are as thick as she is because you are. Get off your phone, sir. I'm going to pay for that one. Uh, I'll probably see uh, good old Jason on Sunday. And, you know, he is like six foot ten. He's one of the biggest human beings on the planet. Uh, in, and then more more on, uh, on on something similar to that. I, I had an interesting inter- interaction with somebody at the YMCA yesterday who was uh, quite large. Megan says, keep calling him thick and Andrea will get all excited. Go, Josh, go, writes, I don't want anyone telling me what to do and how to live my life. Get off your phone, sir. Get off your phone, sir. I just said, fuck you, bitch. The fuck you are. Talk to me like that, you stupid whore. Get off your phone, sir. Oh, my goodness. So hot. Oh, my God, is that hot. Nick writes, Eric, on Monday after paintball, will just be one large walking welt. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm ready. I am ready for Sunday. I am going to shoot the shit out of Schaefer. For that idiocy. Wayland is supposed to join me, Phil and Mitch, at 9 a.m. Okay, hold on a second. Jason writes, flip the script for just a second. In a hypothetical situation, let's say the government says, okay, no one wears masks anymore. Those that want to wear masks would push back and revolt. Uh, Well, no, again, you're simplifying it in only a way that someone who lives in Cedar Tucky could. Uh, I I think that uh, if the government were to flip the script on us and say you can't wear masks anymore, they would be doing it because, you know, it keeps you alive. 
And you know what I would do? i go, well, thank God I want to stay alive. I'm not wearing a mask anymore. That's the fundamental difference of this. Uh, dumb shits like you think that this is politically driven, and it isn't. It has nothing to do with politics. But, again, it's Cedar Tucky. You can't help it. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Amanda says, or uh, Jason says, sorry, but I won't be at paintball. Come on. I love the fact that I can fight with these amazing, lovely listeners of mine who I love more than anything, and they love me. You see, that's, that's, what, that's what we've built over this amount of time. Jason says, I appreciate and value your wrong opinion. What what part of it's wrong, you dumb ape? Is it uh, that it's for health reasons? Is it is it me saying it's not political? Jason's one of these guys who thinks that people have to wear masks and get vaccinated because oh, it's fun to control people. He's a, he's one of those. Yeah, because that makes sense. Well, sure. Well, of course. Unbelievable. Andrea says, I sent you an email. He's not going. Well, I don't remember your fucking emails. Whatever. I get a million emails. Mitch, who's also stupid, says, I'll be at paintball. Watch out, Zane. All right, fine. Whatever. Anyway. um, God, my fucking back is itching. Uh, Waylon is supposed to be here at 9 a.m. our time. And um, I had neglected to tell them that I would send the link morning of to join me. So... At like, um, at around midnight, I get a text that says, we have not yet gotten the link. Hello to Andrea's mom. And, uh, so I, I sent it. So hopefully they, they, they're able to get to it and, uh, and click on it. So I guess I'm 75% sure that Waylon will be joining us on the show. You'll be able to see them. You'll be able to hear them. I love talking to them. And let me say this. Uh, for those of you on the chat, on the live stream chat, this might be opening up Pandora's box. But if you could avoid, because they uh, they actually see this. They actually see it. What could you, or what would you, uh, sorry, I'm losing my mind. Would you please, if you could, do me a favor and not make any comments about, like, these guys suck, or I hate this so much, because... They can't ignore it the way I can. I just look at you and usually just ban you, Kenny, or just uh, uh, ignore you. Uh, it's more difficult for people who don't do this every way, every day. God, I can't even talk. And then they get distracted. So uh, if you could, uh, save it maybe till after because I want them focused so that I can talk to them and not have to worry about you. Uh, Terry says, what do his kids under 10 have to do with the show? I don't know what you mean. I've already forgotten what the hell we were talking about. Who would say that? Waylon is a great Michigan band. I am actually talking about Kenny. I am actually specifically, that is, I'm just going to say it. That is directed at Kenny. Don't insult the guest. 
I'm just getting out in front of this now so that it isn't awkward then. Because if uh, if I see that, I'm going to get so pissed at you. After all we've been through, if you say one thing about the band, I swear to God, it's going to get horrible. I'm just getting out in front of this now. He says I like them, so I think we're in good shape. But I won't say a word anyway. Thank you. Normally, normally you actually say stuff that you don't think is offensive but is ridiculous. I'm just telling you that that by that by nature it just happens. You can't even help it. It just happens. All right. I'm not even saying that to be a dick. I'm saying that to spare them from having to see something where they go, "What the fuck is that?" So those boys coming up in just a second. Uh, in theory. The live stream and the open of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you by TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. Sunday is Paintball War 15, the back-to-school slaughter. This is going to be great. Thank you to the folks who... Uh, spent their own hard-earned money for paintball scholarships for people who either couldn't play or have never played um, or just need to, you know, save some cash. That is very, very kind. That helps Rick. It helps them. It helps me. My gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're very kind. If you want to play paintball with me, Ben, my son, uh, you know who else is going to be there? Freaking Kyle from Dumpster Divers. It's going to be a star-studded event. It is at TC Paintball, 5 p.m., coming up Sunday the 29th, just a couple of days away. We'll see you there. Starts at 5 p.m., a pizza party from BC Pizza ahead of time. Uh, reminder, I have to reach out to Lance over at BC and ask him for free pizza in exchange for the mentions. Lance BC. Okay, just wrote it down. Uh, 35 bucks is all you're going to pay. You get the paint, you get the gun, you get the mask, pizza party beforehand, play uh, paintball till 8 p.m., uh, shoot me, shoot the tarantula farmer. We've got teams. Rick will be there. It's going to be great. Play outdoors. Uh, hopefully it won't be nearly as hot by then. And uh, it's going to be a great time. If you want in, reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. A and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Installing furnaces, installing air conditioners. Congratulations to uh, Grandpa Martinez, the uh, happy, beautiful birth of another amazing grandchild. Mom and baby are happy and healthy. Congrats to you, Senor Martinez. 616-516-8579. Installing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. If you're, uh, what you have existing breaks down, call A&E Heating and Cooling. They will repair it for you. They'll get you up and running. If you need a new install, they'll do that too. Whatever it is, you got a guy. It's A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Get off your phone, sir. Yes. Oh, Oh, my goodness. goodness. Oh, my goodness. She had a nice pooper, too. It was a nice angle. It looks like she does uh, weighted lunges. Uh, weighted lunges, okay. And I, uh, seriously, get off your phone, sir. So turned on by that. Whew. 
Get off your phone, sir. All right. Ben says I won't be able to make it this week. Oh, my God. First disappointment of the day. It must be a uh, donut thing, huh? Sorry about that, buddy. I wish we could have you. So thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. Thank you to TC Paintball. So let me just uh, tell you a story. The uh, YMCA was uh, full of amazing things yesterday and uh, amazing moments as I am glad to be back there uh, working out. Uh, It's just too damn hot. So I'm getting the uh, training for the... uh, half marathon in on the treadmill which isn't easy but it's better than like dying um i'll be totally honest with you there is a uh, a snowball's chance in hell that uh, i'm going to beat mike paul in that race um i'm just too slow it's just I, i'm getting the workouts in i'm just slow it's important to note though, that the reason why the race is happening is for the AT Children's Project. And it doesn't matter who wins because the kids that we're raising money for need the cash. More on that in a bit. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the first because normally we do it by the phone. But we're going to bring him in. Now, listen. In beautiful Wayland, Michigan, on September 11th, in their hometown, back in the great state of Michigan, ladies and gentlemen, Wayland. What's up, Eric? Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Uh, uh, what what part of the country are you in in right now? We're in Joshua Tree, California. Okay, let's start there because that's been your home for two years, maybe? No, just a year. Just a one year exactly. Exactly a year. Okay, I thought it was longer than that. You know, the pandemic's kind of messed with everybody's time frame. Yeah, time yeah. is strange. Time is weird. I remember when you uh when you were exploring that option of of going out there, boys. It's so good to see you, by the way. You look fantastic. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um it was like you're you're kind of like off the beaten path in Joshua Tree in this in this house where all you do is write and make music. Isn't that right? That's that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's uh, it's given us a space to really there's no distractions out here. You indicated to me that you've made the best music of your lives while in that setting. I would, yes, I would agree with that. Hands down. Well, and it kind of, not that other people are a distraction, but like, you know, we, we built a studio and we got to work making music and there was no one else's ideas or opinions. So, uh, as it came out, it just became, you know, really from our hearts without kind of sneaking its way through a producer or anything like that. How much of your music in the past was it like you had a vision for it and then couple conversations into the uh you know uh creating of the music or whatever whether it's writing or actually laying down tracks did did it become a little different than what you envisioned well i think that that 
is kind of part of the journey is that like, I don't think we really had a clear vision. Yeah. I someone else, someone else always had kind of a, a finished vision, you know, but, but we trusted those people and yes. they were really good at what they did. Yes, absolutely. And they helped us figure out, you know, like that's what a good producer does. They come and say, okay, you know, Mitch, your voice sounds great like this. And Phil, I really like when you play guitar like that. So let's put these things together. And they put the puzzle pieces together. Um, and they're, you know, like the producers we worked with, Jude Cole, Justin Reimer, um, they were amazing. Uh, Keith Nelson from Buck Cherry, they helped us figure out what we do and how we do it well. And we also worked with a lot of producers that there's a lot of music out there that we recorded with people to try out that didn't go in the, in the direction that we wanted, you know, and we learned from those too. It's like, we don't want our band to sound like that, you know? So through the last few years, there's been so much learning inside of the studio. We got to take that and bring it into our own studio and know what we both do really well, which is what well, you know, what's, and it's been awesome because, uh, I mean, it's not like what you were doing in the past stunk. I mean, my God, you, I mean, the, the band has achieved in, incredible heights from when uh, we, we first ran into each other. And, uh, I mean, it's not like you weren't, I mean, when I first met you, when you guys brought us uh, breakfast to the radio station, um, you, how would you describe where you were in the landscape of the music industry? We were like... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have any. We didn't know what was going on. We had we had just Whoa. signed a record deal with Kiefer Sutherland and Jude Cole, and then they sat us down and said, "You, uh, well, we all kind of sat down and said, well, we don't know what to do in LA. We should probably go back to Michigan, where we're from, because this is weird. We have nothing to do in Los Angeles. Like, and they're like, okay, go back to LA or, or go back to Michigan then." but you got to go get yourselves on the radio. And I was like, okay. And so we went back and got the farmhouse. And next thing I knew you guys were doing this competition or having people bring, bring you breakfast to make fun of them. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's a way to do it. Let me ask you this. Did, um, how much time upon returning to the farmhouse or getting the farmhouse to when you heard on the radio that we were doing that bit, was there a lot of time? Had you been you know, we- in town for a long time? No, we got there in November. We traveled on Thanksgiving, um, 2010, I think it was. And then you guys were doing that thing like in February. Because I remember the first day we had to bring you breakfast, everyone got snowed in and it got canceled. I was like, ah, our only chance to get on the radio is gone. <laughs> Super stressed. Man, that is remarkable. Yeah, I remember seeing your face because I was sitting in that little chair on the other side of the room, and I remember seeing you come in, and you're tall. So to me, you look like you're 10 feet tall. And the hair, first thing I thought was like, oh, my God, this guy, he's got hair like Robert Plant. That's the first thing I thought. You did not let up. It was Robert Plant all day long. (laughs) That was a huge opportunity for us because we, like, had this, like, what we thought was a great record, that first Whalen record. I still think that's a great record. Um, and that was a great example. Those guys, Michael Gurley, who you've met, and uh, Florian Amon, they took us under their wing. And we, when they, we met those guys, which is probably just like a year before that, um, we were horrible. Like we could, we had all these songs that made no sense. Um, we're not playing together. They really taught us how to play together yeah. as a band, mm-hmm. right? And right. Together in a song, how how 
verse goes to chorus and chorus goes to third part and how to wrap it up and all that kind of stuff. Like we had zero concept of how a song should be structured. Not that there's like a definitive way, but for songs on the radio, there is some, some sort of a format for, for the listener. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, Michael Gurley sat down and said, okay, what are you, what are your favorite bands? No. This is great. This is, and I was really like, um, I don't know, at the time, I think I said, like, Aerosmith and Green Day. He's like, okay, so which one of your songs is better than an Aerosmith song or a Green Day song? It was like, that was such a mind-blowing concept because, like, you know, we were just writing these shitty songs because, I don't know, you just wouldn't think that you could do something in that league, you know? that's kind of a, I mean, if you have no confidence, you're going to say, none of them, we stink. But, I mean... no, we were very confident. confident. We were very okay, confident in perspective of maybe we shouldn't have that much confidence. It, we should start over yeah. and write some real songs. It never, and the information had never been presented to us like that so clearly. Like no one had taken the time to sit down and say, "Hey, listen, I you see, suck." I, well, I see talent. I see talent in you guys' songwriting. We just need to guide it. We need. No one has sat you down and showed you a little bit you know we never heard of rewriting a song or looking at it and trying to make it better you know i have a uh, a fear and i want to see if if you're similar um i have a fear that if i ever like let's occasionally i'll get someone say hey i'm interested in the podcast on this platform and it basically would involve me doing what i do now and then also doing further work that i would present to them and then they would uh post it and I just had something happen uh, re- recently where I did that. I, I recorded a pilot episode. And are you like me? Because when I send it off to them, my the one thing I'm concerned most about is them calling me back and saying, this is the shittiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, we've heard that a lot. Yeah. So that doesn't really scare us. It doesn't anymore. scare us anymore. You know? <laughs> are, are, you, are you talking about in... in- in reference to the the album that we recorded, or have you ever done something and someone said, "Hey, I want to hear more"? You or you present the album to someone who's a big decision maker who could actually help you in, a, in an amazing way, and you're worried about them not liking it. You know what? That ha- we are very lucky in the way that that has never phased us. It never has. We have gone through so many no's. Yeah, because but it's like going through your laundry looking for the sock. That matches the other one. It's like, oh, that's not it. That's not it. You also always been like, that's not the guy. That's not the person. That's so, you know. That's gonna I can't believe it. he doesn't see how amazing yeah, this is. What a that's, jackass! Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. That's why I will never succeed because I'm always like, Aah! yeah. I just think that we have we have a, uh, a stupidity. Well, no, I see a, a naive optimism. You know yeah, that yeah. kind of carried through our career. We have believed in ourselves so much every time we come out with an album or with a group of music or something like that, right. we believe in it so much that like when someone says, no, that's not it. We say, well, that just means that you're the wrong person for the job. And that's, yeah. but we really honestly are. And then late, like in the last, since we got out on the road and we're able to build a fan base over the last few years, now the fan base is all we really care about or think about. It's yeah. like, really give a shit if any record guy loves his songs or not because we just went out on the road we did our first little run in the last year and a half and um um hearing hearing everybody sing back songs like indiana jones or be the lion that we can or i'm not all right that we put out 
either right before the pandemic or during that we didn't really feel got a lot of radio. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, nobody heard Be the Lion. We went out on the road, everybody's singing Be the Lion. So they got to yeah, be, so they that, got to our fan base. Yeah, for sure. so that those that's who that's really all we care about yeah. is we we write songs and play them for them. Um, yeah, and it's it's really interesting because you've been involved in a process where um when you started in 2010, getting on the radio, get on the radio, get on the radio. Now that is a near impossibility for almost any band that exists today. Yes. And, and you have, thank God you, you did what you did built that fan base because you can actually, uh, now you're working on simply winning them over at the shows, you know, and, and then whatever you can do to get your message out, through other means, uh, like like online sources, because radio is kind of like, oh boy, it, it's it's a real tr- it's it's it was tricky back in 2010, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it was so tricky that you had to work by bringing us fucking breakfast for God's sake, uh, and you know, God God bless JT and to, and also to Johnny Walker to uh, some degree, but JT was the guy, JT oh, in Grand wow. Rapids, Michigan. You know, you guys always say Eric Eric uh, Freebear Hot Wings and. Mm-mm. It was JT because we fucking wrote you off. Okay. I mean, uh, JT, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, had a history of, of loving local music and finding bands because he loved playing in bands. He knew yes. what it was to be in a band. So like he had this giant soft spot in his heart for bands that were pushing and trying to do something in town. Yes. And, no, he's the, he's the real deal. Yeah, he's he real. is. He, I remember, soldier, you know? I was at that desk and he came in. He goes, "Who? What was all that all about today? That 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 band?" I go, "Oh yeah, that's the uh, uh, lose lose music review." He goes, "Can I can I listen to that to the music?" I go, "Oh yeah, here it is." I was like buried on my desk. It was that CD with with Waylon written right on it. That, that the one we were mentioning earlier. And uh, he goes, "Okay, can you put me in contact with these boys?" And this is like an hour later, so I knew he had just spent an hour listening to the music, and I was like. Yeah, what do you what do, what do you think? And he goes, I think I'm gonna put them on the radio. I go, Oh my god, are you crazy? With their fucking their Christian band. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was it, man. It we were off and running, and it's just been the the best friendship. Uh, I mean, holy shit, I cannot. Beautiful believe. surprise, wasn't it? I'm sorry. A beautiful surprise, wasn't it? It was. It's turned out to be the best. Yeah. 11, 11 years. Yeah. I got uh, between you guys and Gunner and the Grizzly Boys. They've they've been a band for eleven years. Uh, you've been a band for much longer. It all came. In fact, you were in the room at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yes. On that day, because Gunner brought apples, and we're like, "Get your apples out of here, you yeah. asshole!" Yeah, we were like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy bringing breakfast?" I don't think so. We had um, some great. We had around that time when we were both in town. We had some great shows with Gunner. We'd yeah. show, he'd come on stage and sing Fat Bottom Girls with us and at the intersection and oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of awesome. We played the Grand Haven thing with him out there. Um, oh yeah, Coast Guard Fest. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun with him. So um, people want to know. Sarah asks, "Are you touring? What's what's happening right now?" Yeah, well, we just did a little run and we're heading out again next week and we're doing um, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, where we go after that? Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And then we come in and we're doing Ludington, Michigan. We're in three Michigan shows. Detroit. Yeah, so Ludington is the first one. It's a little place called um, Sandbar. 
a friend of ours owns it. And then the reason we're doing this whole tour is basically to get to Hot Air Balloon Fest in Wayland, Michigan. And right. we have been waiting to come back to Wayland. Like we were, you know, we, we love the intersection shows. Those are just incredible. But this is kind of after everyone's, you know, coming out of, of hibernation, we really wanted to start over in Wayland. And so this opportunity came up to play the Hot Air Balloon Fest. It's, it's outside. It's an all-day thing. It starts at 11 a.m. They have bands all day. Um, we're we're going to play at like 8.30 at night. They got a big kick-ass stage, light, sound. It is going to be awesome. Uh, you can see it at the bottom of the screen. And when you uh, pay for it, it you, you get access to the whole day's thing. In fact, let me uh, uh, sh- share this thing so that people can see. Uh, there you go. So, um, in the, uh, Wayland hot air balloon fest, you're looking at, um, a full day of activities, including all the things you get to see. And the tickets range from five to 60 bucks. In fact, uh, adult general admission, 18 and up is 10 bucks. The plus they got a little service fee, but no big deal. But you can buy all this online. So I'll link it up in the show yeah. notes of the wow. podcast. So I mean, people get to see the whole thing. How do we get tickets? I'm so, uh, yeah, and so I'll uh, I'll be able to uh, on the uh, show notes. People will be able to look at it and buy that. But uh, with, with with this purchase, you get the whole day and the concert. So it, yeah. it's all part of the event. On our website, we also have a special um, VIP, oh, really? a VIP tour bus hang before the show and after the show. Is that at WaylandTheBand.com? Yes, it is. Yeah. Where where about on it? You go into the shop, I believe. Okay. Uh, merch? What says merch? Maybe. Oh. oh shit. Well, all right. Well, we'll I'll I'll sort that out and then yeah, I'll, I'll, also... get that. I'll get you that link. Yep, I will link that up and then uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, we, that's been the best part about being out again is like just reconnecting with people, like face to face. How was your year? You know, just catching up. That was the the coolest thing about the last run uh living out in joshua tree have you had any interactions with strange wildlife yeah, yeah absolutely all the time yes every day we have giant coyotes walk by the house all the time road runners road runners, road runners are, awesome. are probably the coolest animal i've ever seen yeah they're a meat-eating bird yeah and they they, they filmed a lot of the uh road the you know coyote roadrunner stuff out here so i was just gonna say sounds like, a, sounds yeah, like we a, see a lot of the looney tune sets yeah. all all over if you see a train like a like a you know a, a train tunnel you don't want to run into it too fast <laughs> you don't want to paint in the painted things yeah shut up you idiots um, <laughs> mitch and i saw a um like a, a longhorn sheep one time running straight up a mountain which is a pretty oh. Truck commercials and yeah. we, have, we, have, yeah. we have some owls in our backyard. They're really beautiful. So, uh, being that you're there, is it uh, is it conducive to touring? I mean, are you are you like, oh man, Jesus, we got to drive a uh, hundred miles just to get to the, the first gas station? Yeah, um, it's not. You know, we found that out. It's really great. We love this place with all of our hearts, and we love the people here in the community. But um, after this last run. You know, we finished the last show in Belvedere, Wisconsin, and it was a 36-hour ride back home. Straight. We don't stop. We do the we do the commutes. We do not stop. We just roll. Wow. We switch drivers. You know. Oh. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, the 36 hours is one thing, but that's like, that's also, you know, almost $2,000 in fuel. So I can't imagine, uh, it almost would feel like, okay, 36 hours in the same confined space traveling across the country. I, I would seem like you guys would be, I don't know how you guys don't kill each other because you've been together. We've uh, been close. The, the amount of time spent together with someone like that. I mean, even the uh, um, uh, most bound people uh, would are, are, are actually uh, likely to have some type of massive blow up. I don't know how you guys do it. I think, I think we work really hard at practicing, loving each other, practicing, respecting each other. And that's, it doesn't stop. So like you don't get tired of practicing that on Thursday. You, whenever you're starting to feel that, you know, like, you know, that like, I love and respect this person. Like they need a little bit of space right now, or I need a little bit of space right now. Like we just work really hard on being honest and loving each other. I know it sounds weird, but it is a practice. It is a discipline and it's, it's, right. That's why we're still together. Yeah, and we live, you know, it's not just us in the house here. We live, both of our girlfriends live with us and they come on the road and they work with us. So it's a, it's a constant, um, you know, like practicing, you know, respect and uh, appreciation and, and, you know, maneuvering around, I guess. It's a lot of grace. You know what I mean? Like if I'm having a bad day, my best friend offers me grace. Cause that's know? almost every day. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a nightmare. I would be, re- I'd be, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this because fans of the band, um, they're, they're very curious about you guys and your lives. Um, so uh, with, of course, Tyler and Dean, Tyler, the uh, drummer and Dean, the bass player, uh, that's where a lot of people originally cut their teeth on Wayland music. Uh, there's, uh, they have moved on. Um, and, and you guys are, of course, the uh, nucleus of the band that is still intact, but you have other people that are helping you navigate through this. Are, are we talking about permanent members now? I mean, what's the status of the band? Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we don't really, as we've been shown, I guess, for the last few years, like, we love to have a band. We love to say, yes, this is the band. But people have so much more to their lives than just saying, yes, I want to play drums, or yes, I want to play bass in a band. They got all their shit going on, you know, and we're all in our late 30s, and people have kids, and people have wives, and those extensions have agendas, you know, and so we have to respect that, too. So, like, our focus is on the music, and that has come first always, getting our music out to our fans, keeping it so that we're able to go out and play That's Life to the person that, it meant so much. I just got a message the other day that was their, their brother's favorite song. He died in a car accident and all they want to hear is that's life. When we come to Wayland, that's our, that's our top priority. So if yes, someone maybe wants to play drums this month and maybe next month life shifts because we have to go live somewhere else or whatever happens, we have to be fluid with that. We, we've really learned that we've had to be flexible and we, ha- we want to treat that situation with, love and respect too. So for instance, Tyler, um, you know, it was nothing against the band, but he wanted to go live a different life. Well, I love Tyler and he was in this band for 11 years and I want that for him. If that's what he wants, I don't want to say, no, 
stay in this band and play drums with us forever. No, go do that, man. Like, that's what I want for you. And it was, you know, it's still heartache and it still hurts when you're not going to all of a sudden be with someone every day that you were with, but you have to look at it as, as a good thing for everybody. And it always has been every time someone has shifted out of the band, it was turning a page for all of us personally. Right, right. Only the right move, as hard as it might have felt at yep. that time. And I can definitely relate to that. I think everybody on my scenario is the same thing. Better off. I, we, we just both mutually hate each other. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can I can say that there is no hate between us and no, any of our past no, band no. members. We're in touch with. I know. With everybody. We actually around the beginning of the year we talked about um, doing a live stream reunion with the original lineup. Um, oh wow! Yeah, we got in touch with Dean and Tyler. We just saw he came out to the show last week um, in Wisconsin. Um, well, we got in touch with everybody. It was it's just a matter of scheduling. It didn't work out. So uh, you mentioned the music. Uh, um, I now I I know there's plenty of new music, and I'm one of a probably a handful of people who have heard it. Correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, and and uh, what, what what's the status on that? Because that is what I listened to was. Um, it's I've, I've never heard anything like that come coming out of you guys. It was absolutely spectacular. It's it's another layer to the band um, uh, in your in your arsenal of amazing music. Um, when can people hear this? Well, we have our first single from that group of songs coming out on September 10th. No. Oh! Yeah. Yes. Right away. It's got a video with it. Um, Singles coming out, and there'll be another one following that up. So we are going to start releasing music now uh, quite consistently between now and the end of the year. Uh, they should. Fans should go to whalintheband.com, and uh, everything is there. Facebook, all the uh, social media, everything is all there at whalintheband.com. That way, uh, if you uh, follow the page, then you can get all the updates in the band whenever you want, wherever they may be. So, okay, yeah, this uh, September 11th show, let's talk a little bit more about that. That's a big thing because you're going back to the community that uh, uh, spawned the name of the band. Um, you've got an unbelievable following in and around West Michigan. Um, uh, you have several strongholds throughout the United States that you've built over the years, but this was the first stronghold, isn't that correct? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, when we first got back there after making that record in L.A., I remember going into McDuff's and Wayland and telling people that we were a band called Wayland. People were like, why would there be a band called Wayland? <laughs> why would anybody call their band after this town? You know, like people couldn't believe it. And, uh, and you know, the, the community didn't have to wrap up around the band um, just because we were called that, but they sure did. Yeah. And they have ever since. And it's, it's not, it's a lot of, you know, I'm, I went to school with a lot of people and I've, Related to a lot of people there, but it's not really that. I think it's it's more than that. It's it's everybody in that community just supports this band, and I we just love them right back. It is just so cool. Okay, so September 11th is that big balloon festival. When will you guys be uh, playing? I mean, it's probably a, a nighttime thing. I'm guessing it isn't like early in the day, right? No, no. The, the thing starts at 11, and a lot of people are confused about that. Just like, oh my god, you guys are playing during the day? No. Our drummer doesn't wake up till 3 p.m. So we uh, we don't play till um, 8:30. Yeah, 8:30. And we got but we got friends playing before us. Like, um, you know, we, <laughs> we used to always have Devin and the Dead Frets play with us. De I want to make it clear: Devin and the Dead Frets are not playing. It is Devin, and it is 
all the same members of the band, but it's a different name. No, I don't think it's all the same members, but he's changed his name to the local commuters, which is really, really (laughs) just a great name. It's great. Oh, Jesus. I wish I had his number right now. I would put him on and beat the shit out of him for that one. The band, uh, Devin, what was Devin? This is all we know. Yeah. What was Devin and the Dead Freds? Freds, we we think is now the same band with a different name. Well, I think they have a different guitar player and they've added some. It's a different. It's quite a different. It's a different vibe. vibe, Yeah. They wear different outfits and the, the music style has changed quite drastically, I would say. What the fuck? It, the, the music is super cool. Devin and I are, are we're good buds, and he sends me their demos and sends me their recordings as he goes along. And I gotta say, really, I am I am so proud of him, and he's put together such a great band, and that's why we wanted to get him on. So that means it. that means we can't hear "Broken Little Fingers," one of my favorite songs by Devin and the Dead Frets. Is that one of his songs? Oh yeah, it's really great. He's fantastic. Wow. You know. I, I, I like Devin, and I think that uh, whatever he does, I'll support. So the local commuters will be opening up, and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I'm just. I mean, you know, we named ourselves Wayland. I feel like he should name himself Door. Right. Door. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Door. Door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris writes, "Thank God you guys weren't from Orangeville." Holy no shit! Yeah. My parents lived out in Orangeville for quite a while, last ten uh, years. Jason writes, did any, did either of you guys go to high school with a Seth Schaefer or play any music with Seth Schaefer? Uh, I went to school with some Schaefer's, but I don't specifically remember Seth. Okay. They're, they're usually very dumb. So you would probably related. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I even played, um, Devin and the dead frets on that uh, show that I've told you about in Northern Michigan, Q 100 on the insane. Oh. I've played. I've played a lot of your music on there too. I've played uh, uh, Rabbit River. No way. Uh, it's it's the other side slash Rabbit River. Is it what, what what's first? Does it go Rabbit River Blues then the other side, or is it the other way around? Yeah, it's Rabbit River Blues first. Which is named after Rabbit River, right near Wayland, right? Absolutely. Yeah, me yeah. and my friends in sixth grade used to walk down the train tracks to the Rabbit River. There's like a bridge over there, and like on the outside of Wayland. You know, someone would have a half a cigarette that they stole from their mom three weeks ago, and everyone would try it. Like, have you guys ever been driving around on those long trips, thirty-six hours, and a actual song was written in the drive? We wrote in the back of the bus when we had a when um, we we're like when we had a tour bus, um, but not in a van. Uh, definitely in the bus, but yeah, in the back lounge a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even that, it's pretty loud, you know. Yeah, so it's hard. Rolling down the road, it, we've never rough. done a lot of writing on the road. Honestly, it's like because you're in show mode. It's like your schedule's right. tight, um, and it's always looking to see what's next so that you can keep up. You know, it's not like a, I don't know. It's not the road has never been that inspiring of a place for me. It's always I, I write, I write, but not full ideas. You know, I, I put stuff together. So when we're off the road, we can, we can, yeah. elaborate, we can elaborate on them. This is weird, but I always like to know the, uh, you know, ins and outs of, of, of creating things. So um, what helps write the most songs? Is it people, interactions, places, objects, um, emotions? Mm-hmm. 
I feel like as an artist, if no matter what you have going on, if you're open for ideas to come to you, they're going to, you know, like even if I, I wrote a couple ideas on this last run, I didn't have any time to work on them, but I had 90 seconds to write the ideas down. So these ideas may turn into real songs or they may just go away or they may come back some other time, you know, but like being in a creative position, I think it's important to leave ourselves open because I hear him coming up with new riffs all the time. And whether he says he doesn't write on the road or not, like I hear him come up with new stuff all the time. And I know that we're putting those into compartments so that we can come back to them and write real ideas around them. You know, like I don't want it. I don't want it to stop. I, I want that channel to be open and to, to, to come through. So someone might say something to us that might trigger like, wow, that's a cool phrase. Or we might hear a new band and be like, wow, I want to write a song like that. Or you have an experience with a fan that really changes you a live experience, or you have some sort of hardship that brings out, um, an emotion, you know, but as an artist, I don't, I, we don't really shut that off. We don't, we may not sit down and write a song right there, but these ideas are always flowing through us. Yeah. Like we're sure. constantly just jotting down because it's, we literally say it in passing like, Oh dude, I just thought of this idea for a song. We should do it. Or like, do you have a pen and paper? Or can you put it down on your phone really quick? And we're always doing that. So yeah. it's just shit. Anything that affects you, you know, it could be like, I'm just looking, I was kind of thinking about this last record, the one that's not out yet or whatever. Um, I heard about a news article. I read a news article. Mitch told me about an article actually about these kids in Indiana that were like, what was it lynching or something? Yeah, it was kind of a hazing lynching. A, ra a race, a race yeah. thing. And it was, it really affected me. Sat down and wrote that song that night just the way I felt about it. Done. Yeah. And it wasn't even like I was telling him about it. I was telling him about the situation. I didn't even read it. <laughs> and then the next day he came to me. He's like, listen, I've got this idea for the song. It kind of came it like, because of what you told me, this is what I got out of it. And then we got to elaborate on it. But like, if he wasn't open to that experience, if he wasn't open to letting that idea in and accepting it, like even if he didn't have a lot of time to work on it, we wouldn't have written this incredible song that's on the new record, you know? So when he says, I have an idea, is he playing you music or is he saying words or, or a concept? Usually, usually lyrics. Yeah, yeah. That's where we'd like to start, you know, because <sighs> we've just had so many times that we've, like, come up with some great music and, like, if you don't have a lyric, it's, not, it's not really a song, you know, so... What about if you write a song like that that has that type of heavy tone, and then and when you're laying it out on the album, you got to follow it up with, you know, is it is it weird to have uh, another song that is you know almost like a buffer in terms of mood? I mean, you know what I mean? Because if you put "Give a Little" a song like that after the song about the guy getting lynched, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. like that. It's the the that the the actual incident isn't in the song. It's just like yeah, kind of reflecting what we felt should be different and and that sentiment actually isn't heavy it's do you have um are you are you able to play something that i say yeah i do i can do that you want to just play that i mean it's not going to be out for a long time but why don't we just play it for everybody yeah i don't see why i can't it might take me a second but i got plenty of oh, we, got, we, got, we got nothing but time my man do you want to yeah that's great that's great okay let me i'm looking back um if you have the list of songs, I think it's the first one. It's called That Way. Okay. 
Let me. You sent me. Um, was it on Dropbox? No, it's like a link. It's like a, it's like a a link to a thing on Songspace. <laughs> I can resend it if you need me to while we're yeah, here. Yeah, do it if you were. Do it. Yeah, that's that's what we'll do. Because then it'll be right near the top, and then what I'll do is yeah, I'll play it right here, right now. Why not? You know, we're breaking that's all cool. the rules here. It's no rule. That's fantastic. It's it's crazy. From this stupid room above my uh, uh, garage, it seems like even though it's just us shifting on the fly, we can actually accomplish more than than what we've ever done in the past. Eric, your room looks awesome. Thank you. I had nothing to do with it. Do you want this emailed to you or texted? Either or. Uh, text. Text is great. Right. Coming at you. I knew you didn't listen to this record. That's why you can't even find it. I told you that the other day. Uh, you know, passive aggressive. Or I, I, I guess that's more aggressive aggressive. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to that, you guys used to travel around and you would have a driver. And there was a story of one. I remember one person in particular who used to constantly uh, masturbate. Isn't that right? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had an addiction. I remember you guys telling me that he was so open about it. He no, I mean, like, I, I think he was just always getting caught. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, was, he was pretty excessive. Yeah. You know, it, he was, he's a sweet guy, but like, you know, all this stuff is put out into the world. Like, you know, pornography for free and all this stuff. And like, if a person doesn't have any self-control or isn't bored or understand how poisonous that can be for your mind. I think you can, you know, it's not, it's I, there to grab a hold of you. Yeah. It's there. It's there to, to mess with you. So it's there to manipulate your time and manipulate your energy. You know, but then, wouldn't, just, wouldn't he like, I think you described it as he would actually, would you say, Hey, uh, so-and-so we got to go. And he'd be like, all right, I'm just over here masturbating. He was like that open about it. <laughs> We would have we, if we could see his little light on in his bunk, his phone. We would have to tell him to turn it off and go to sleep. Go to sleep. You got to drive. Get to sleep. You have to drive tonight. <laughs> Leave yourself alone. Dean was kind of like the, the the police with that. He was always watching them to make sure he was resting. <laughs> uh, hey, go to bed. There was another incident. It might have been the same guy who um, I think it was. I forgot who. It might have been Mitch who screamed the guy down and fired him on the spot because he was looking at playing video games while uh, driving or something like that. That was Tyler. That was a different guy. That was Tyler, and the guy was texting. He was no, texting. Mitch did unleash on him like a pack of wild chihuahuas. <laughs> Never forget. Perfect Mitch back. And I can you got the guy texting and driving. He was saying he wasn't, but like we were bouncing around back there. So Tyler creeped up and was filming him. Texting like through the thing, you know? That dude, that dude, I don't know if he thinks that we forgot or if he is stupid, but he keeps reapplying to be our driver. Like every year he'll send his resume. It's like, like do you this. think that we don't remember you? We, we dropped him off at a Greyhound with all of his shit, like 20 minutes later in <laughs> Iowa. It's like, Tyler's like, get out of the seat. Get, get the out of the chair. Of get out of here. Wow. You fired you him on the spot. So, when that happened, he had to sit in the back and wait till you got to the Greyhound station, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, oh. he, I mean, he was really upset. He didn't want to leave. Oh my so God. He was trying to convince Philip to 
Yeah, he was. I'm not the person to talk to in those lines. That's not me. That's, that's this guy. That same dude, the first day he was on the bus, we thought that like a raccoon had crawled up in the engine and died. We could not figure out what this smell was. I mean, it took over the entire bus. Yeah, we're like, what is like, that? It, no human could Nothing make Nothing that I've ever smelled before. So life. we literally pulled into a Walmart parking lot. We took everything out of the bus. We're searching. Did someone leave a Subway sandwich under their pillow? Like, what is going on? And it was this dude's feet. Yes. He had to go in and buy new shoes. Uh, feet. Rancid. I mean, like, something I've never smelled before in my life. How, how did, uh, <laughs> was, it, was, was it like, I mean, how did you um, figure that out? Did you get closer to where his, his shoes were? Was it the shoes or the feet? I don't remember how he did it, but he well, somehow went in and bought new shoes. Yeah, and, well, it, it kind of got like, closer it was to no, like, well, maybe it's his <laughs> yeah. feet. Yeah. It kept changing, like, oh, the smell's gone, and he would yeah, have his shoes he, on. Yeah, he'd be gone. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's gone. I can't find it anymore. <laughs> and then he'd come on, and he'd take his shoes off, and be like, what is that? Oh, I mean, oh, there's no, you know, you're not dealing with a lot of people, so it all narrows down pretty fast. Oh, my God. He was like, taking pictures from the soundboard during soundcheck and, like, posting online that he was our sound guy. Yeah. It was so oh, like another so, night with Waylon. Another night with Waylon behind the sound office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't do that, man. Go to bed. Get some sleep, please. That's a that can be a problem. But I don't know. We've had a we've had some you know, our we've had some amazing bus drivers. Like our our buddy from Muskegon, Dan, Dan Piero, is amazing, epic. And then we've had some drivers that like get on the road and think they're gonna be in the band and they're gonna party. They have to re- yeah. We've had. Caught drivers, you know, having a cocktail or something after the show. We're like, what? But you have, what are you doing? You have an 11 hour drive. <laughs> just two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, God. my God. You can't drink any alcohol. I, I have said too many times, you guys could write a book. I mean, there's just so many amazing stories. It's, it's, uh, and they all just kind of fall out of you. And, and it's, um, it's, and, and I always, I always have the same feeling whenever it's kind of like what, what just happened. You telling that story is like, oh my God. It's like they're a tandem. Uh, uh, a comedy duo. The the things you have told me, your stories from the road, have always just. I could just sit and listen to them all the time. I mean, the the whole the, the story about Kiefer Sutherland that was one of my uh, favorite things that is I've ever heard as a human. When Phil had to babysit Kiefer, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was. I was just, on multiple occasions. I, yeah. I was texting you during. He, it. He's been uh, he's been yeah. Kiefer's babysitter on a, on a <laughs> few times. Yeah, you you had to um. You had to uh, almost like be security for him because he was almost a danger to himself because yeah. the interactions with the fans and it's like Kiefer, you got to go to bed, man. <laughs> that guy is a champion. He is uh, beyond, beyond does, champion. Does he still like say hello from time to time? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Him and I are still in in touch, and um, I text him our new music, and um, we we always we meet up every time we're in the same city, so. And- I remember he gave you that very nice guitar. He like took you into a room and said, Philip, I want you to take, yeah, I'm giving you this guitar, Phil. It's a really nice yeah. guitar. I said, well, does it have a case? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Does it have a case? <laughs> All right. I'm going to play on the way. Yes. No, uh, it's just the song called that way. Okay. Uh, that, that way. And the, and the so, album yeah. is, is the album called on the way. The album's going to be called on the way. Okay. Yeah. Did, did I just ruin that by announcing that? No, it's on. This My is, change. This is that way. Uh, the song that we were talking about, uh, Waylon. Uh, give me a second. This should work.
Not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Let's move on. Yes, I'm so sorry. I ruined it. Okay, man. Yeah, that's that's you remember when I was saying this is great. We can do anything here. Well, apparently we can't. It's all good, brother. All good. Any, anyway, uh, give you an idea of uh, uh, what to expect. Yeah, we're playing uh, that live in the show. Mm-hmm. So we're playing that on the 11th in Wayland. I'm excited. I really am. Um, I uh, We had talked ahead of time. You had uh, said to me, hey, uh, you better be working on your stage announcement, Eric. And so, yeah, I'm all for that. I can't wait. Have you been doing it in the mirror, like practicing? I uh, I did it for Gunner uh, just last weekend, so you know I was. It's been a while since I've been on stage. And, did you uh, Wayland at the end when you brought him on? <laughs> said, Ladies and gentlemen, Wayland, oh, Gunner, oh no! But uh, no, it was uh, it was good, and uh, I I can't wait. I cannot. I just can't wait to see you. Diana is uh, uh, really really excited to see you guys, and so are all the uh, audience members. So yeah, uh, Wayland Balloon Festival, correct? Not your balloon festival. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna link that up. In the show notes, get your tickets, and uh, I don't know. I don't want to say goodbye. I really don't. I've enjoyed this so much. You're not really goodbye. It's no, just man. see you later. It really is. I can't, <laughs> wait to see you. can't wait to see Diana. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, so w- prior to that, are you playing? You're, you, you, you listed all those places, and that starts when again? When, when are you on the road? When, is it, when do you leave? Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska is the 7th of September. Okay, so then you'll be knocking them out. Awesome. Yeah, but we're gonna, on that road. Like I said, we're doing Lincoln. We're doing Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We'll come up to Michigan and do Ludington, do Wayland. We're, we're planning a special show in Detroit that hopefully gets announced today. This uh, It's a Detroit Music Hall. Um, Echo Park Guitars is helping put that on. Uh, we'll shoot down to Cincinnati. Um, I think we have some kind of private thing going on at the casino for them in Gun Lake. That tickets They may leak a few tickets um, for the public. I'm not sure. And then um, we are going to be the last show is in Kansasville, Wisconsin, which is like Kenosha area, like outside sure, of sure. There's a station called Will over there, and that's a great band. That's Mitch's birthday show. Oh, happy twenty eight! Yeah, hey, thank you very much. Twenty eight is going to be a great year. Are you still doing like uh, 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 yoga and karate yeah. shit, like Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse? And- well, yeah. thank you for that reference, by the way. But um, I, yeah, I, I do yoga every day, every day, yoga every day, karate every day, and I try to get good workouts in four or five times a week. Four or five times a week. <laughs> um, for those I mean, who, man, my mind and heart needs it. You know? Of course, of course. You understand that? You understand? I am going to uh, actually, if it's okay with you, can I put that song on the end of the audio podcast, or even just put it up? Or, sh- or should I wait? What What do you think? No, let's wait. Okay, yeah, that was, that was that was a dumb question. That's spoken. Now, now playing here. Here's the here's a question for you. Uh, playing it right there where I mutilated it. Uh, when I post when I post the audio podcast, should I clip that out? I don't know. I don't care. Um, it's, 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 no, it's no big deal. No big deal. I, I can just say, I can just say that was for the live audience only. You're gonna have to wait till the album's released to get it. Or I don't that know. Would be great. I think I that think would, that would be. I think that would be appropriate. Yeah. Okay. All right. For well, boys. Then. Yep. It was special for them. All right. You guys are the best. I appreciate you. Okay. Love you, Eric. Thank there you. There you go. Love you too, Waylon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, boys. Absolutely fantastic.
All right. Sorry that I ruined that song. What happened? I don't know what's going on. I think the phone, it um, it doesn't, I don't know. It, something techie. Nothing to do with it. I don't know. Uh, love, love getting those boys on. Absolutely fantastic. Wayland. Yes. So great. Okay. This is what we're going to do here because I've got plenty more to talk about. Uh, not enough time and a full bladder. So Eric is going to take a quick break. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, well, you know the drill. I've uh, been doing this with you for quite some time. So stand by. I'll be back with more coming up right after this. All right. Thank you again to uh, Mitch and Phil from Wayland. This show, I am uh, proud to be partnered with Gift of Life Michigan. Michigan. You can uh, get more information about organ donation. It's really weird. You know, here I am talking about, hey, go ahead and give away your organs. But, you know, the uh, fact of the matter is, uh, if you're within the sound of uh, my voice, each and every one of you at your passing, which I it's just strange to talk about, but it's a fact of life, uh, eight organs to save eight lives. Let's see if I can get this right. Two lungs. Pancreas, liver, two kidneys, heart, and brain? No. I think intestines can all be donated. God. Anyway, when you kick the bucket, you can't take it with you. So if you would, please go to Gift of Life, uh, Michigan. And to get to that site, you go to ericsaintshow.com. Click on the Gift of Life logo. That's my page. Fill out the form. And that's all I'm asking you to do. You don't have to do anything else. Uh, that way, in case you get greased by a train, you can uh, still save people's lives. You're not going to get greased by a train, but you know what I mean. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, killing it with Kyle is the feature I do with Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Him and not black Emilio uh, have this startup business where their bright idea was let's actually build dumpsters the way they should be built and then charge the consumer less than the other guys to rent these dumpsters. So they're not nearly as long. They're high walled. You open up a door, a big metal door, throw your shit in, close the door. They come and get it. You don't spend as much money. There's a whole lot more to it than that uh, that they do. Uh, demolition, uh, junk removal, stuff like that. It's all at dumpsterdiversllc.com. Call or text Kyle or Emilio. 
616-375-9962. Follow, uh, follow, it. follow Kyle on Facebook to see his zany videos and his uh, dumb opinions on the world. He's hilarious. The ladies love him. And uh, there will be no talk about marijuana. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. Okay. Back to this story from the YMCA. Interaction. uh, Well, actually, the only interaction I had. I think I saw one of the biggest people on the planet at the YMCA. Okay, so there's like uh, walls of lockers. And, um, you know, uh, with my non-imposing height, uh, I have to reach up to put my stuff in the locker. Let alone on top of the lockers. I go to the, uh, take my shower, I come out of there, and there's a dude who is such a giant that his eyes can see what's on top of the lockers without having to, like, crane his neck or get on his tiptoes. He's that tall. I'm guessing... Six nine, and he's so damn tall. And not only that is is uh, he's like big, like uh, gigantic. So if he were to lay down on his side, he would be as tall as I am. He's like he fills up an entire doorway, huge and not fat, just enormous. And I'm actually just looking at him, nude. His back is to me, thank God. I'm marveling at the uh, monumental size of this man. This is the type of guy, remember that uh, in Game of Thrones, um, there was, uh, let's see, what was the guy's name? The one guy's name was the Hound, and he was big, but his brother was, uh, what the fuck is his brother called? They, they ended up making him into a zombie. Uh Hound and uh, the mountain. It was the mountain. He's the mountain. His back is to me. And then, you see, when you get when you become old like me, you always uh, engage in stupid uh, small talk. You always say things like this. This is, this is grandpa speak here. This is what, when you're elderly like me, what you would say to someone like that, even though you don't know. And I actually did say this to him. This is so embarrassing. There was a lot of embarrassment that happened at the YMCA yesterday. The The next story is even more embarrassing. But I said, hey, I tell you what, if shit goes down here, I want you on my side. <laughs> I actually said that to this guy. Ha, if shit goes down here. I'm picking you on my side, you know, because I'm little and he's big and I want a big guy in my team. And he goes, yeah, well, yeah, he's like caught off guard. He doesn't know what things are. Crazy old fucking local. Right away, I'm like, shut up. I'm thinking to myself, why don't you shut the fuck up, you stupid fucking ISIS looking goblin? What is wrong with you? Hey. Shit goes down. I want you on my side. 
Oh my goodness. Get off your phone, sir. He goes, well, uh, yeah, you got first dibs. <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. It's just awkward. He's thinking, shut up, you little idiot. He leaves, and thank God. Uh, and I'm just going to come out and say it. Because I shit my pants. All right. Yesterday was another day. I shit my pants. But the only difference was, and this has never happened before, ever, in my adult life, in all of my years shitting my pants, I have never shit my pants like this. I'll even ask you, the audience, what was difference or what was different about this pants shitting? Do you have any ideas or thoughts of what was different about this pants shitting that happened? By the way, uh, uh, Megan said, you said that when you were nude to him. I did have a towel around my waist. Kate says, oh, man, Eric. Chris says, what a dork. Tyler, uh, first of all, Tandy says, do tell. So, uh, no real guess. Uh, Nick says, was it a fear-driven shitting? Dean says, it was after gay sex. No. Uh, Was it because of heat exhaustion? Kate says, are there different ways to shit your pants? I didn't read Tyler's. Because his is correct. Were you not wearing pants? You are correct. I shit my pants, but I didn't have pants on. After the guy walked out, there was a moment when I was like, boy, my stomach feels weird. It feels like I'm in kind of a... uh, it was a it was a it was gamble mode. Fart gamble mode. And I was like, hmm, it just feels like there's some uh, uh, meshy mass that is right at the door of my butthole that just wants to uh uh fucking tub girl right out of my ass right now. And so I'm like, hmm, you know, no. I am a bit could try and just try to use my uh, uh, ass muscles, my now feeble ass muscles, and uh, try to just, if it makes a sound, you're fine. Right away, I'm like, this is going to stink, though, no matter what, because the, the, the uh, um, shit porridge is right there. So, I go, all right, here it goes. And it went like this. It started out fine. Fine. 
in that echoey locker room that is the YMCA. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, now, if you're that man behind me, and which he wasn't, and he happened to turn around, you know, I can't see it. And I don't know if my ass cheeks were able to keep it uh, in the spot of the ass cheeks, or if it actually, like, you know, a a, a line of, uh, of brown just went right there on the actual space between my asshole. Don't know. All I know is that I had shit my pants and I had no pants on. I, and Jason wrote, so you shit your skin? <laughs> yes, I did. I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I'm like, put the towel back around my waist and uh, wandered over to the, uh, to the toilet. And, uh, well, that ends. And then I went back to the shower and rewashed my asshole. Of course that happened. Aram says, you should just go ahead and pull up a recliner chair next to the NFK. Forget working out at the Y and the whole training program. Just, yeah. Yep. That's how it goes. Tom, who I was fighting with all day yesterday, writes, was it a pre-shower or a post-shower shit? Yeah, I had showered once, shit my skin, and then re-showered. Tom, I'm sorry I was fighting with you. Uh, This story had a lot of laughs. Tyler writes, I had to compose myself because I almost cut myself a couple of times at work from laughing so hard. Kate found it amusing, too. I'm glad you all find it funny, but that was a bad feeling. I'll tell you that right right now. When I'm standing there, I'm like, and I, and I have this look on my face that, hmm, I don't know. This might be a tough one. Okay, I'll try it. Uh, oh, shit. So bad. Ah, the YMCA. It's good to be back. The uh, newest grandpa in town, Joe Martinez, is here. He writes, so the big guy made you cream. Yeah, not not quite the same. No, shut up. Fucking stupid idiot. Bunch of animals. You're all animals. What, what, some of you people uh, on Zaniacs United, which, by the way, the word on the street is that um, uh, Zaniacs, United, uh, Zaniacs United is a uh, fan-based site. Um to talk about the show and be a smart ass and post fun things. Uh, there are people lurking on the site now reporting them. So be careful because you're going to get shut down. So um, just uh, word of the wise, if you're going to 
put anything out there inflammatory, make sure you word it right because there's people lurking there that don't like me and don't like you, and they're going to try to shut you down. So just be careful. Uh, one of you sick fucks. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, um, I should probably just go to it and show it to you. You're a bunch of animals. Where is it? Tough to find. Okay. I got it. God, what a bunch of idiots. I'll share it with you so you can check it out. Which one of you uh, idiots posted this? My God. I guess Mike Wood. I don't know you. Maybe I do, but I don't recall. There's two kinds of girls. So then you have like a a sub bun with um, the ham spread all wide open like giant labias and an enormously loose wizard sleeve type of vagina. And then the other type of girl in the sub is, is uh, the, the meat is all tucked in uh, nicely. I right away weighed in with your bunch of sick fucks and then numerous references to me being gay uh, Eric likes number one, but in the back, uh, those that like extra meat and those that can only handle thin sliced Tom, the, uh, image of Garfield is going to eat it. Kate, not a slob, right? You guys need help. You do. Michelle says you guys deserve to never gaze upon one again. What a bunch of dicks. Jesus. I've had it. All right. On a more serious note, I didn't want to lead with this because it would put me in this type of mood for the whole day. Uh, Yesterday at about this time, I started the podcast with breaking news that something terrible had happened at the airport in Afghanistan. And upon closer inspection, the organization known as ISIS-K, which I forget what that, ha- what that has to do with, uh, why, why they're called that, um, they, uh, two suicide bombers uh, uh, blew themselves up, killing uh, 13 Americans, if I'm understanding correctly, and uh, 100 civilians from Afghanistan, and then there was... Uh, Gunfire erupted right away with hundreds more injured. This was absolutely uh, a a massively terrible terror attack. It's the biggest uh, loss of American life in years in Afghanistan. And I don't know. I, um, it just, I don't know. It just seemed to be too much of a, uh, it is a big news story, but it just it doesn't seem to have the uh, uh, urgency for some reason. I don't know why this isn't a... I just feel like this should be a bigger story than it is. And why am I, why am I not hearing now that we have indiscriminately 
uh, lobbed Tomahawk missiles all throughout the landscape of that part of the country. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it's tough to find out who did it. But uh, uh, frankly, I think we should reinvade at this point. I mean, who gives a fuck? This isn't working. My God. I What, what an absolutely desperate scenario we have right now. Uh, Biden says we will uh, get retribution. And I am... Uh, I mean, I, I've, I don't buy that for a second. I, I, what he said, this lady, get off your phone, sir. I wanted that type of emotion from Biden yesterday. Um, oh God, I don't even know what more to say about this. I don't, I don't have anything from a point of uh, knowledge of the situation to know anything about anything, and I'm just an idiot on a podcast. But I'm just telling you from my perspective. I don't, I'm not buying what he's saying, saying that he's going to seek redemption and, and find out who did this and, and kill them. I, I just, I'm just not believing it. Um, and I, oh boy, this has been a huge, te- out of all the things that have gone on in his presidency, which aren't that many, it's only been nine months since, um, well, he was elected in November, obviously, and uh, started in office in January. But uh, this is, forget everything else. Forget everything else. This is absolutely been a horrible scenario um, since it got started. And um, I, I don't know how they get out of it. And he is uh, saying, all right, it's still August 31. We'll be out of there. But if even one person is left behind, I honestly don't know, first of all, if I'll ever hear about it. And I'm just scared to death of um, people who are Americans getting out of there and then, uh, or at least trying to get out of there and not getting out of there. I don't believe the Taliban. And then, by the way, this ISIS-K, what I'm reading is that ISIS-K hates the Taliban. I don't believe that for a second. I don't, I believe that there's something going on. There has to be, right? My God. All right. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. You guys are the best. 616-23, I'm sorry, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. Take your car there to get repaired, domestic, Asian, European, you name it, anything but Volkswagens. Look them up online, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvines.com. Get your car repaired at Irvines. Finally, you have a trusted place to get your car repaired. Especially when you move to a new area, you're like, oh, boy, where do I take my car? I just, I guess, take it to the local guy who's nearest me. No, forget that. Stick with a trusted place. Irvines, that's where you go. Of course, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Love them. Get a mortgage from anywhere in the USA with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. And it doesn't matter if your credit score is through the roof or you've got something that's a little wonky because of, uh, you know, uh, the usual suspects, divorce, bankruptcy, you name it. Stand by. Take care of it with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And then, of course, Blue Frost IT. Man, loving that. If your business 
if your tech sucks at work, you might want to drop a little note to the boss saying, um, nothing works and everything's slow and we're losing money. Can we get an upgrade? Um, what do we do? Well, do we just uh, go to the store and start buying new shit? No, 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 no. You have to sit down for a complimentary consultation with Alan from Blue Frost IT. You sit down face-to-face, 616-285-50 to set it up. And then you tell them what you do in your business. Okay, it sounds like you're going to need these type of uh, things to uh, get your work done. Whatever, sound card, video card, uh, extra this, extra that. I don't know. He's the expert. Ask him. But then he's going to go ahead and say, all of these items uh, are going to lead me to purchasing uh, purchasing these things. You should purchase these things. This is what you need. This is how much it costs. Uh, I will buy it for you. Uh, you pay for it, of course, and then I will install everything, and then I will be your managed IT service provider. That's how it works. The number one managed IT service provider and contract worker in all of West Michigan. Project, contract, managed work, Blue Frost IT, bluefrostit.com, 616-200-8550. Some of you may have heard the sports story this week. It's kind of like a sports story. Um, by the way, Tom Baker is uh, who's my new best friend. By the way, after we were fighting yesterday, he uh, he pointed out this. The story was going around. Uh, didn't uh, Biden come out yesterday in the press conference and say I was instructed to call on so and so first? Leader of the free world has to be told who to call on first, first for or arranged questions. Sad. Tom, every single gaggle, and that's what that's called, the gaggle, every single press conference has a list of people that are called on. I, it's easy to say what happened there was something, another example of him being a placeholder or a puppet, but it's just not true. Every single president at every single press conference has a list not a one of those is him going, ah, you in the purple shirt. Uh, hey, I, I've never seen you before. Hey, you go ahead. No, no, no. It's always been that way. Okay, it's not like just some rando. So, yes, that is that is the way they do it. But that's not new. All right. Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors, legend. Doesn't he have a brother who's not nearly as successful? Steph Curry, and then, I don't know what the other one's name, Stephen, maybe? Well, uh, the dad of the boys is Del Curry. I remember Del Curry playing basketball. Great outside shot. Sniper from the outside. All right, so the story came out that uh, Dell and his wife of 33 years uh, are calling it quits. That's, that's always interesting when you hear about that. Uh, that's, a, that's a long time. First thing I noticed uh, in the story was how attractive uh, Dell Curry's soon-to-be ex-wife is. She's like 54 years old. 
She is really, that is really awesome. Now, you see Dell here. He's a little older. And then you see this guy in the middle. This is the dude that they're saying has something to do with uh, the ending of the relationship. Okay? Now, this isn't really, this is a tale as old as time. And I, I, I think you need to understand that, first of all, Dell Curry is a former NBA player. So that means uh, Dell Curry has dozens of women all across the country that he's had sex with that are do not have the last name uh, Curry. When the story came out, though, that uh, Sonia Curry was having sex with a guy who used to be a tight end for the New England Patriots, the whole world says, oh, my God, it's eh. Uh, what, what's the guy's name? Aaron Hernandez from Beyond the Grave. He's back. Either that or maybe Gronk. No, no. Now, this guy is old school. He played, you know, barely for the New England Patriots in the late 1980s before they were good. And the divorce docs that they are uh, talking about here. These two are uh, both accusing each other of cheating. Dell saying that, okay, this is how it goes. Because if you have somebody who you're getting a divorce from, and I used to have a, uh, well, I used to have a um, private investigator that used to um, advertise on the old WBBL show. What was the name of that place? Signature Investigations. I should call upon them to sponsor this show. Um, One of the things that um, couples will do is they will see if the other party is living with another man. And you have to prove that. And then you present it to the judge because if you can prove that, uh, the alimony payment can go away. So that is worth a lot of money. I would imagine there might be a former radio host, I should say a current radio host, who uh, would probably want to do that right now. Two of them, actually. Two current radio hosts who would probably... Might be a good idea to call upon signature investigations to make sure that uh, the former misses. You know, I'm just saying, because if they are, you can save you a lot of money. I know this has been an expensive time uh, for those two people who will remain nameless, who you could uh, in no way figure out by context. Anyway, neither here nor there. What you do is you get a private investigator to look at the X. And if the ex is shacking up, present it to the judge. Judge, says, uh, yeah, you're, 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 you're living with this guy. No, I'm not. Well, look, it, it shows here that you are. Uh oh. Dell is saying he should not have to pay alimony in the divorce. Okay, alimony is amazing. Okay, what that is, it's child support for your spouse. Okay, that's like. Uh, all she has to say is, I gave up my whole life, my whole career to be Mrs. So-and-so. I didn't even take a job. I worked. It's awesome. It's absolutely perfect. And then the man, uh, and it works both ways. It depends on who's earning the big cash. You know, If you're some loser and you marry some super wealthy woman, you will get alimony, spousal support. Let's say you're a stay-at-home dad. It goes both ways. Dell saying he should not have to pay alimony because she cheated and he's been living with, and that and she has been living with another man. 
The wife, Sonia, says, well, I mean, fuck, everybody knows Dell's been cheating on me for years since he was in the NBA. I'll tell you this about athletes. Doesn't matter the sport. If these are the things that have to be true. The athlete is a man and the athlete uh, plays any sport that makes any amount of money. That athlete more often than not has a woman in every single town. In hockey, they're called Jersey chasers. Most of the teams have uh, guys on the team who have Jersey chasers in every single town. Not all the hockey players, but when I talk to the people I know who play hockey, they say, Oh yeah, that's, that's most of them. Not me. Of course, no names. No names. Basketball, same way. Always has been. Which made it even more awkward when um, years ago I used to speak regularly with uh, a basketball coach by the name of Alvin Gentry. Some of you may know that name if you follow the NBA. I don't even know what he's doing now. Uh, Let's see. Alvin Gentry Wiki. Uh, He is uh, the associate head coach for the Sacramento Kings. There's Alvin. He um, has been a head coach with various teams throughout the years. He has been involved in the NBA since 1994 as a coach all the way up to now. Before that, he, uh, he played. And uh, so, you know, more than likely, Alvin could fall into this category. Either that or Mrs. Alvin has an idea that that happens and she has a wary, like, eye for that. You know, she might be uh, suspicious. Stands to reason she's no dummy. Which made it incredibly awkward when... um, when I was on with Joe Volk, and I should, I should, I wish I could get Joe on for this story. I should call him. Yeah, fuck it. Um, we used to have Alvin on weekly to talk about the Pistons on the Joe and the Poor Boy Show. Uh, here's Coach Alvin Gentry, brought to you by So and So Car Dealership. Uh, a few minutes with Coach Alvin. Alvin, what do you think about the current road trip? I agree. So we would call him, and one day, uh, we call. And his wife picks it up. Now, Joe uh, is very forward and aggressive with women. He'll be the first one to tell you that. He always says terrible things to women, even if he doesn't know them. And she picks it up, and she's like, hello. Uh, Hey, Mrs. Gentry. Hey, this Joe and the poor boy. Is Alvin there? Yeah, I'll get him. And Joe goes, hey, well, hang on a second. What's going on? Oh, we're just laying in bed. And then uh, she... Joe says, now, uh, Mrs. Gentry, have you ever wondered about what happens to Alvin with other women when he's out on the road? I am telling you, it was as serious as that. He asked it in that directive way. Have you ever wondered about Alvin with other women when he goes out on the road? God. And I'm like, 
does Joe know her? Are they, they've, they've been friends their entire lives or something? No, this is the very first time we've spoken to this woman. And, and it's, so we have no knowledge of anything. We, this may have happened. We have no idea. Holy shit. And, uh, she goes, pause. Let me get Alvin. She rolls over and to her credit, she goes, it's uh, the radio boys. She gives him the phone. Hey, guys. Now, he has no idea what just happened. We talked to Alvin for our usual 10 minutes. Now, we hang up, and then I'm like, huh, I wonder what the fuck's going to happen there. Well, what was going on from the time Alvin hung up to uh, when the, my phone rang or the phone rang 10 minutes later? Well, we didn't even have cell phones then, so it was had to be after the show. But I did hear from him was no doubt a ass ass kicking because hello Zarek what the fuck are you guys doing over there huh which one of you motherfuckers said said all that shit about uh, women on the road oh my god you have any idea what that did oh dude Mrs. Gentry she just get off your phone sir she blew a casket and who could blame her and I'm like, Coach, I swear to God, it wasn't me. It was fucking Joe. He's a lunatic. I know. And as soon as he said it, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. All right. You guys are telling me to call him. All right, I'll call him. Probably not going to pick up. He's busy selling baseball tickets. Hello, sir. Everything I say, he's probably going to deny some of this. Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm on the podcast again. I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Do you remember when we would talk to Alvin Gentry? Yes. Do you remember the time when his wife picked up? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sharing the story about you said, are you worried about Alvin going on the road and other women? <laughs> well, it was just a question, you know. Oh, my God. It was incredible I mean, because, you know, at the time, I wasn't really, I was pretty young then. I didn't realize, because I mean, that's a thing. Those NBA players are all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you had the, the, the nerve to say such a thing and then. His he called back like later in the day and was furious about we we had to like say sorry or some shit. Yeah, we had to apologize and we, I think we had to send her flowers. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> was, it was a legitimate question, I especially know. it was. But the fucking lack of filter. I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. And we and we I think we because we were recording it on that reel to reel play. I think we actually aired that that portion of it when she yeah. Because then she she gave the phone to Alvin and he had no idea that you had said that. So he just talked to us like he normally does. And then he hung up. Can you imagine how pissed off she was when he, when he hung, when he hung up oh. the phone? Yeah, I got a pretty good idea how uh, how irritated she was on that. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, look, that just popped into my brain, and then uh, the audience is going, "Call him, call him, call him." Yeah, why not? I, yeah. You so know. If that ha- it might happen from time to time. Now that we're you know that we've established this type of contact. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're, oh. the, the loons are on the road this week, so I got time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you do you even go? You, you of course, go into the office during the week when the baseball team's out of town? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah because we just sell tickets and sponsorships and all that sort of good stuff. Do you have to do group sales? Because that's big, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I do some. I concentrate more on the businesses. Like uh, um, uh, companies buy it for their employees or for their clients? Uh, uh, buy for their employees, buy for their clients, uh, sponsorship stuff I do. Uh, uh, also, uh, they've got uh, uh, Loon's own a radio station, ESPN 100.9. Right. And so it I do a little, a little sales for that. It used but, it uh, it used to be the Blitz. Yes, it was the Blitz, the oh, ill-fated Blitz. God, one of America's first automated radio stations. Yeah, it was real to real. Yeah, shit. it was a, that was the uh, stupidest idea ever. <laughs> can you uh, can you uh, do the uh, the bird? I, you had the captain and the bird, and the bird would always talk to the captain. Yeah, I can't. I can't do You're the voice work. anymore. You're at work, right? You well, can't. no, but I can't. I, <laughs> you know, that's. Just, I can't. <laughs> I, I, you know, people, people forget. It's been. I quit doing that show in in two thousand one. Right, right. Well, it's been twenty years. Yeah, you I know? know it. I know it. Um, hey, how did the other uh, procedure go? You had that rotor rooter job on your carotid. Yeah, the other one went a lot better than the. Uh, than the first one, so I don't sound like you know all strokey and stuff. So I sound like this way I talk to everybody. Well, you know, but I, I, yeah, but I will limp and do that sort of stuff just to get a better parking spot. So, are you convinced? Uh, how are you on Dan Campbell? Is he all, uh, um, uh, Brad? You know, is he? Is he? Is there any substance? Do you think to Dan Campbell of the Lions? No, I mean Lions are. Uh, Lions are a flaming bag of poop that just, uh, they bring in, you know, every, every, the lions are like that, uh, like that person that's been married like nine, 10, 11 times. And this time is going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it never is, you know, I mean, again, they, you know, for whatever reason, right. There's something, there's something wrong over there and they can bring in, you know, WWE Dan and, you know, all, <laughs> all those other people. But they, you know, they, you know, it'd be nice if those, you know, they've got a bunch of assistant coaches that used to be players, but unless they can actually play yeah, defense. Right. I mean, they're not. Gotta, yeah. I, I, I predict four wins. Yeah, I said five. Okay. So, all right. Right. I, yeah, and if that, and we got a guy in the office here that's a big Lions fan, and and uh, he's he's trying to tell me that they're, they're going to be on the road, right oh, road uh, this season. And I, well, tell me one game on their schedule that they're better than. Right. Yeah. And when, is 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 he young? Is he a young guy? I uh, kind of. Yeah. 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 We gotta. We he'll be. He'll learn. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not one team that they'll be favored against. I mean, I've seen their schedule. Maybe Philadelphia, but depending on if that's a home yeah, game or yeah. a road game, you know. Do you remember there was, speaking of the Lions, when we were in the mobile home, there was, no, 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 it wasn't the mobile home. It was when we were at Christie Way. There was a maid company, and the maid 
stole the tickets. Either, either no, I, I think we were. It, it, the incident happened when we were broadcasting about it was on Christie Way, but we were at the mobile home and um, the someone stole yes. tickets to a Lions game, and we all went. Me, you, Rick Church, and I yep. think Mike Thomas, and the actual fucking maid went to the game and was sitting behind us. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a real. I told that story just a few weeks ago. That was a real tough crime to solve. There, you know. <laughs> and I mean, we turned around and went, "Hey, what are you doing?" And we like, "Well, fuck, we now know who stole the tickets." And then, um, like a short time after that, I made a reference to them on the air. Yep. And then I, I I referenced them stealing those tickets, and I had to do a full on apology about that. Can you believe that shit? Yep. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I can't even really remember the company. They were. They weren't even good maids. I remember them. They were called <laughs> custom maids. Oh God. Yeah. I. Well. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I. In fact. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I told that story a few weeks ago. Here. Yeah. I wonder if there's still a thing. Custom maids, Midland, Michigan. Let's see right now. Um. Yep. There's still a company. I should give him a bad, like a, a one-star review from 20 years ago. Some fucking <laughs> bitch, some fucking bitch stole the tickets. <laughs> well, Joe, I appreciate you as always. Thanks for helping uh, validate that story. It's always good. Yeah, no problem. Just, uh, you know, give me a call, man. All right, Joe, talk to you. Bye. There you go, Joe Volk. How about that? Uh, good suggestion on getting him on the phone. Yeah, those fucking assholes over at Custom Maids. Stole the fucking tickets. And we're like, hey, what happened to these tickets? We're going to give them away on the air. And then they, they, they're so stupid that we're all sitting there, and I'm getting drunk as shit. This is before I quit drinking, so I am bombed. And so um, at this point, we don't know. We don't recognize them yet. Um, but we had interacted with these people because when you're at the game, you're like slapping five. and like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, all right, go Lions. And then – um. Uh, I struck up a conversation. Where are you guys from? And they said, Midland. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, so are we. Oh, my God, it's so great. And then Rick Church, who was not drunk, he goes, hey, dude, that's the custom maids. I bet you they stole the tickets. And then they noticed that we were all, like, talking to each other, like, kind of, like, in each other's ears. So they put two and two together that we were figuring it out, you know. And uh, and then uh, the guy taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, did I say I was from Midland? And I go, uh, yeah. He goes, we're from Four Wayne, Indiana. I go, oh, yeah. Now, at this point, I know he's trying to cover up his story, and that's the way he's doing it, which is so stupid. Like anybody was going to, first of all, like someone's going to mistake where they're from. Second of all, the awkwardness of, oh, oops. I forgot I was from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This actually happened just like this. What the fuck are you doing? So then, uh, we, yeah, okay, we didn't say anything, and then we waited till we got, uh, and then they ended up admitting to it. They had to pay restitution, and they were fired. And then we were talking months later, Joe and I were talking about the new Brady Bunch movie had just come out. Uh, you know, there was like uh, uh a, a redo of it and actually a, a cinema and the silver screen. And uh, you may recall this. And we were like, yeah, boy, who we, if we could, if we did a local version of this movie, we could, who would we uh, have the, uh, 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 what do you call it? The characters be who would, well, 
uh, how, who about, uh, who, what about Alice the maid? And I go, oh, yeah, we could have custom maids uh, uh, audition for the part of Alice, but they'd probably steal everything on the set, which isn't a bad joke. You know, it's easy. And then that was it. These motherfuckers, they called a lawyer and they did all this fucking shit. And I was and then they they made me apologize. I had to read an apology on there as one of first of a million apologies I've had to do. Now, what that apology should have said was, yeah, I went and said this. And uh, I'm just here to tell you that I said that because, you know, they hired fucking thieves. So fuck you. Ah, well, fuck them. Kenny, get on it. Give him a bad review. God, you guys are awesome. Thank you for suggesting I call Joe. Anyway, boy, that all happened because of the story about what I, which I didn't even finish about Del Curry and his wife. Um, all right. So there, there, there's a big story. To talk about. All right. Yeah. She's, uh, she's living with a guy used to be a player for the new England Patriots, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, that's it. Angry, ugly divorce. So I got nothing else. Bummer, though. It's shocking to me when I hear people that are that, uh, been together that long. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, a little too much cheating is going on. Jesus. I'm so lucky. I am so lucky that my wife keeps a good job uh, covering up about all of the better men that she is able to shack up with. It's totally not true. I can't even... Say that without feeling bad. What an idiot. All right. Asshole of the day is coming up in just a bit. I do want to remind you that I am on Patreon shortly thereafter. It, it will be a little later today because I went long today on this. Whatever. Um, and uh, so on Patreon, that is ideal for the person who listens to a lot of material. And if you're like me, trying to find the right podcast isn't exactly the easiest thing in the world to do. You got to wade through a lot of shit. Not that mine's any better than them, but if you're listening to this, you obviously have uh, have found something that you like to some degree, at least at some point. So if you want more of what I do, I uh, present it on my platform, Patreon. It's for the super fan. Okay. And uh, that is no commercial sponsors on that. It is powered only by your dollars and cents. Subscription-based. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. For just five bucks a month, you can have all of my audio, which is about an extra 15 hours a week of content. Included in that is the Patreon bonus, which is an additional daily podcast. The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100, which uh, last week's episode did not air. So they're airing it this week, which means you won't get an episode on Patreon this week. You will get one next week. Also, the Lost Zane recordings, which hit again today from my time five years ago on WBBL. Two of those shows released per week in the order that they've come out. This uh, Today was show 95 from August 19th, 2016. Uh, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia where you can play for cash. I need a contestant. If you've never played, I need to hear from you. Eric at ericsaintshow.com if you're on Patreon. 
And then, of course, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, with, which goes down tonight on Patreon, which includes live audience on Zoom. Okay? You do need to reach out to me for that, too. I try to remember uh, names of every single person that's uh, on there. Sometimes I forget. My apologies. But uh, that's for all the audio. Five bucks a month. Ten bucks a month month if you want the videos and the live streams as well for those. I recommend just trying it, and then if it stinks, cancel it. Like, right away. If you Like, if you listen to it for a week, uh, all this is shit. I don't want it. Cancel it. You get the rest of that month because you paid for it, but then it won't re-up. Or you can let it ride each month or save yourself 10% by paying for the whole year in advance. And uh, what is 60 bucks for the audio for the year is 54. And then the 120 for the year on uh, the audio video live streams is 108. So I'll save you money. Before we get to the asshole of the day, and uh, it, we've talked about a lot of shit here today. So uh, who do you think is going to be the asshole of the day? Early clubhouse leader. Get off your phone, sir. Arise Zen hydroponics. If you're growing anything, indoors, outdoors, marijuana, vegetables, fruits, beans, uh, flowers, I don't care. Horizon Hydroponics. I just had this pop into my head. See if any of you can get this trivia question. What were the names in Harry Potter of the little creatures that they would grow and then um, they would pull up out of the dirt and there'd be a disturbing, screaming baby? Are any of you closet Harry Potter fans like I am? Because that just popped into my brain. Mandrake. Thank you, Adam. Of course. Grow your own Mandrake. That is an awesome pull. I would not have gotten that. I love those movies so much. If they're on, I'm stopping. Doesn't matter which one. I love those movies. I love those books, too. Is it wrong that I am... Really, really uh, loving all those movies. I don't think so. And books. I read the books before the movie. I read the first book, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, in like 1999, 2000. And I guess the lady who wrote them all, isn't she like crazy now? Doesn't she like tell people to fuck off? What's her name? Um... A.B. Spalding or something, J.K. J.K. Rowling controversy. Yeah, I think she, like, tells people to fuck off all day. Oh, yeah. She's been, okay, this is what she did. She, like, uh, finished writing those books, and then all she's done since then is told transgender people to go fuck themselves. Oh, yeah. She's all about it, you know. If anybody... If, if anybody gives you shit and says, hey, yeah, man, that's transphobic, you say, no, 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 no. No, I'm not. I, I'm i not. It, I, I learned it all from J.K. Rowling. She's like the queen transphobic. She, like, hates them. Her next Harry Potter book is going to be uh, Harry Potter and the Dead Trans. She hates trans uh, transgender people so much. 
Not my words. That's the book. Look it up. So, I don't know. Take it up with her. She's got fuck you money. She can do that. That's what you do. When you have fuck you money, you basically say, ah, fuck off. I don't give a shit what you say. You can't cancel me. I'm already the richest woman in freaking Europe. Or the r- richest woman in the world. She's worth billions. Of course she's going to let it fly. Anyway, this ADHD discussion about Mandrake's J.K. Rowling hating trans people and growing shit continues. Uh, anyway, if you want to buy anything to help your Mandrakes grow, Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N Hydroponics.com. Horizon Hydroponics.com. Buy from anywhere in the U.S. Orders $250 and more. It's free. Use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout to save you 10%. You can also buy it online and you do that same thing. Use the coupon code and then go pick it up. Okay, if you're within the uh, area close enough to the brick-and-mortar stores, Alpine in Grand Rapids, Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Kalamazoo in Lansing. More info about the locations and the store and the phone number if you have any questions, HorizonHydroponics.com. Insurance King Frank Fuss wants you can't stress this enough. It's better to get the ball rolling early because if your workplace is says, hey, it's uh, time for the yearly enrollment boring shit, and then they give you a stack of things that you have to pay attention to in order to correctly enroll yourself into your company's workplace insurance needs or plans. Uh, that's That's always sucks. Uh, just have Frank do it for you. Uh, and that goes for uh, that scenario, or if you buy insurance from the marketplace. Maybe you're like me, and as of right now, you're insured through the marketplace, but you're about to let go of that, and your significant other has insurance. I'm in that spot. I've been buying my insurance off the marketplace, but coming up very soon, Diana is going to have her own insurance for the whole family because she's got that great new job. Frank's going to help me with all that. I don't have to, Diana's going to say, what do we do about this, this, and this, and this? I don't know. Call Frank. He's the nerd that does all this. Insurance nerd Frank the Tank Fuss with My Policy Shop Insurance. This is a free service for you. This will cost you nothing. Go to buyinsurancehere.com to get the ball rolling. Buyinsurancehere.com. Frank set that up. For listeners of this show, to basically um, for him to get a uh, handle as to what you need, and then he goes, "Okay, I see so and so here from uh, New Jersey needs this, this, and this. I will now call Kate and um, you know help her with uh, what she's asking about. It's it's kind of like a way to uh, uh, get you focused, get him focused as to what uh, you need. Buyinsurancehere.com." And last but not least, we've got two more days of shows with John Heffron and John Reap. Fullhousecomedy.com. Part of Back Alley Comedy Club. Tonight in Rockford, Michigan. Rockford Lanes. Rockford Lanes, that little room. Two last comic standing winners for you. And it's only going to cost you 25 bucks a pop. Shows at 7 p.m., shows at 9 p.m. 
What you do is you go to the link in the show notes to buy your tickets, or I have it right here right now for those of you on the live stream. Okay? Go see those boys. Fullhousecomedy.com. You can also just go there, and uh, it'll take you right to the events page. And tomorrow, they are in the big room at Back Alley Comedy Club, part of Sherman Bowling Center in Muskegon, Michigan. All right. There you go. Uh, Kenny says, wait, wow, you're still going? So apparently he had uh, went, done some work, and then he comes back and says, hey, is this a record-setting freebie today? Uh, Andrea says $25 is too much for a show. That's an expensive pop. Well, the pops you take to the face uh, are free. So I could see why you would say that. Is that what you're trying to say? Or are you just sounding like a crybaby? Because you know the performers need to be paid. Maybe some clarification there. You know I hate complaining. I hate it so much. There's nothing worse than complaining. No, no, no. Pop soda, not pop ticket. So that was a joke. All right, it's a dad joke. All right, that's better. You don't strike me as a complaining type, Andrea. All right. Sorry. Sometimes I get sensitive. Uh, Chris says that Bruce needs a belly rub. Look at this guy. He sleeps on his back. Is there anything more hilarious than that? By the way, I want to share with you uh, this picture of um, me with, um, well, it's not me. You won't be able to see me because I just want you. I, I zoomed in on Jackie's new dog. You are about to meet Cece. Full name is Cecilia. Isn't that a uh, song by Simon and in, in, uh, Simon and Garfunkel? Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. Hello, baby. Oh, baby. Hello, angel girl. Look at this. Let me zoom in a little more. Oh, my God. Hello, peanut. Hello, baby Goyle. Look at that pink face. I'll link it up in the show notes. For those of you that are only listening to the audio, you got to see this is my granddaughter, Cece. Believe it or not, she's four and a half years old. Uh, how about this pink spot on the nose there? You know, this is, this is tremendous uh, coloring. And she has kind of like a light coloring on the eyes. Really, really cute dog. About half the size of Bruce. Well, not exactly. Bruce is like 34 pounds, and he's a big Frenchie. She is 22. What a peanut. Hello, baby. Oh, puppy. All right. Uh, I'm officially going to start the Patreon. Boy, you know what? Actually, I got to get it started because I got to move Madison today. This is the one day that Diana said, uh, you got to make sure that you're done at noon. With all of your podcasting, because we got to move Maddie. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So 
I can't say when. I need to get after the Patreon as quickly as possible. All right, hang on a second. While I write down who the uh, asshole of the day is, brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. TC Paintball, GR.com and JMSynthetics.com. One's for paintball, the other's for buying lubrication and other great things for your DIY projects. Uh, Please support the sponsors by going to paintball and buying Jason Mays' lubrication products. Call him at 616-747-0233 after you uh, pick out what you want. Shut up, Dean, you fucking uh, Minecraft-headed asshole. Fuck. I'll help you poo. No. Stay away. Fucking rock'em, sock'em robot. Hello, my name is Ashton Foreman, and I am a teacher in Ottawa County. When my students are on their phones in my classroom, I tell them it's a middle finger to me. Put your phones down and listen to what we have to say. I I would have said, yeah, that's not a middle finger. This is, bitch. I'll start by saying that everyone has picked their sides on this, and no one is moving, no matter what is said today. That being said, please let us be responsible for our own children. I could get doctors up here that literally say the opposite of what your doctors have said. I am my child's parent, not you. How dare you think otherwise? How dare you think you know what is best for my children? You can't possibly know every child and their needs. That's why there are parents. Get off your phone, sir. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Do you know how hard it is to get a medical exemption? I called 14 doctors dozens of times. All of them said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I cannot get you one. My license will be revoked. You said earlier you were going to follow the legislature, but now that they're not on your side, you're not going to follow them anymore? You said this is not Nazi Germany, but how did that start? By people not standing up. There it is. Godwin's law. Please modify this. You say you can't, but that can't be true because that's what Allegan County and Barry County and Kent County have done. This was decided by non-elected officials. This is not America. We have heard your lies before, and we are not buying it. Do you know how many times you've touched your mask, sir? Uh You've been on the screens over 100 times. That mask is worthless. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Cherry, sir. Oh, my goodness. So hot. Well. Congratulations to this crazy bitch, Ashton Foreman. This is Bob from Grand Rapids. Whoops. Congratulations. You have just won the asshole of the day. You must be proud. Approach three hours on this stupid podcast. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you next time. Thank you.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.